Louder! And it's time for the Gore and More Podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking in and head in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear, we'll never part. Going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling all right. And what's going on, Gorehounds? Welcome to the Gore More Podcast. I'm your not so mean fluff master supreme, Big Johnny D, bringing this shit show in. However, I do not bring this shit show in alone. For with me, as always, are my beloved or brethren. Started off with that. I almost threw it off. I was going to say the uh, yeah. uh, Dark Lord. I was like, no, he's not here. Dark Lord's not here tonight. Uh, shout out to Chad Daddy. He's working a long shift, but he's actually at the support line where his little man rocking the soccer game right now, yeah. uh, doing his dadly duties. So fucking giving much love to the uh, Chad Daddy family and hope they pull out that win tonight. Yes, please. Right next to me, I have the Meat Mountain, that killing machine, Mr. Bobby Amone. Yeah, fuck nuts. Fuck We're yeah, here. Dude. Good evening. Look at those dimples right there. Yeah, okay. it's, it's coming in. It's getting there. It's getting right? Crazy. And we have the host with the ghost, Lord Scubacaba, the Dean of the Deceased, the Duke of the Dead, Mr. Steve Vasquez. What's up, motherfuckers? And shout out to Richard and my buddy Dave. You know what? What's I up, would boys? Lo- I would love to get Dave on a show because Dave and I shared the exact same love of horror. He's gotten me into some crazy movies that I never would have watched. And I feel like he would mesh well with us just to have him on as a guest. Do you guys ever like disdain on the same movie sometimes? Or is it always like the same? There's there's some movies that that he's suggested. I'm just like, what the fuck were you thinking, Dave? <laughs> but then I'll go hey, back man, and watch You it. know what? The fact that you watched them and... Means he yeah. did something. Yeah. yeah. But but I mean, he he's usually spot. He reminds me a lot of Chad Daddy, especially with right. the knowledge of movies and stuff. Like he's he's very much like Chad Daddy. What up, Gene? Fuck yeah. What's dude. up, G- everybody? Hello. No, Rich, you're correct, man. Conflict is interesting because I feel like that's where the solid debates actually come come from. You know what I mean? Because dude, we all feel it, man. In the in the episodes where we're either all completely fucking in agreement because we love a movie and we're just circle jerking each other at that fucking point. Or the flip side of we're all completely shitting on the movie because it's so fucking craptastic. Amityville 3. Um, (laughs) But no, 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 no. Today we are talking a very controversial movie amongst the horror community. I personally think Um, shit, maybe even amongst this uh, fucking podcast group. I don't fucking know. (laughs) You'll find out. This podcast network. Network. Thank you. Not maybe not this show. But all the shows. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but no, we are talking 1993's Friday 13th, Part 9, Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. So accurately yeah. dubbed. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, technically until the reboot, it was because the next one was Jason X Jason and then X, the one yeah. with Freddy was Jason. So uh, what's yeah, the last Friday? It was the final Friday. Marcus didn't lie. All right. Um. But yeah, man, we are going to talk this movie. We finally got to this one. I'm I'm sad Chad Daddy's not here, honestly, for it. But I know uh, we got a video from Brode, so I'm sure he's going to have some things to talk about. And uh, yeah, man. But before we do that, 
We're going to do what we always do and uh, talk about what the fuck we did in the last weekend. But uh, Scoobs is a little sick this week. Yes. So I, I'm a, gonna... I started developing a little cold. So had a small fever this morning. Didn't feel too well. So I stayed home from work. So I cannot do my normal scream. So we're going to bring in Variant Steve from Universe 623. Hell yeah, 623. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your yeah thank you very much you know i fucking had dinner i fucking want a slice of pizza now every time you know usually i would but man i just got done eating a thick ass plate of fucking chicken alfredo and i i am way too stuffed for anything right now (laughs) i haven't eaten dinner yet because it's not time to eat dinner here but mel's making kebabs so it's gonna be a good dinner all right super super small side note but uh flight of the concords you know them, yes? Yes, yes. Okay. The song Kebab. Mm. Have you heard that song? I have not. You need to play that for her tonight when you are eating kebabs. <laughs> Will do. Because there's literally a part where it's like, I have it's like, you're the most beautiful girl I have ever seen eating a kebab. Like it's just literally <laughs> that fucking uh, but yeah. Fuck yeah. Bob, how you been, man? How was your last weekend, homie? Uh, I've been good. As you could tell, I am not in my normal room for the night. I am actually at my brother's house. House uh, sitting. Pet sitting. And more of pet sitting than house sitting. The house doesn't need anything from me. Pet sitting for until Friday morning. I've actually been here since last Wednesday. I do miss my house. Um, I love his house. I miss my house. I miss it. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> but no, it, it, no, it's it's good. But now that I got my rhythm for the week, I'm like, I'm happy about it. Um, what did I do? So this, so Saturday, my girlfriend and I went with a couple of our friends, and we went and saw the Nun too. And it was Cocktail. good, but like two minutes after I watched it, I'm like, that was the same conclusion, told differently from it, the first one. Yes. Okay, because I haven't watched the so, first right, one. Put, put it to you this way. Go watch the first one. And just go watch the second one, and you're going to literally be like this. Here's there's here's no my issue with those movies. We already know that Valak doesn't die because we already see Valak in the Conjuring universe, which takes place all this time later. So any way that well, these yeah. movies end where Valak dies... We know it doesn't fucking die. Well, the funny part. Well, no, the funny part is she actually. Well, she's technically gone in The Conjuring Two, and somehow <laughs> these movies redacted How to Kill Her. But well, well, that's a whole nother. Listen, Wait, what do you mean she's I, gone I, and killed? At, at the, the end, end of Conjuring, Conjuring Two, she act that that demon actually was suppressed and sent back to hell. But the two deaths in these two movies, The Nun One and Two. It's kind of like how Freddy Krueger died in Friday in Nightmare Three. It made so much more sense the way he went, and yet, and like Freddy's dead, he blows up in the real world, and like that's our final Freddy. I was fine with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, awesome. I, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like in three. I'm like that makes more sense. But again, that's a whole. We'll, we'll be here for three hours. So it was okay. Oh, Gene, don't even get me started on Leslie Vernon. I love that I love movie. Leslie don't you, Vernon. Bob? Yes. 
Did you actually watch it? <laughs> Never seen yes, it. I actually, no, I actually did rewatch it, and yes, I. So, Gene, totally... going back, if you don't know, we actually did review that movie, and Bob literally lied his ass through that whole fucking yes, episode I because did. he didn't. Hey, but I will say it. this: I've done that go... before. So I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember, remember the episode, dude. No. I don't remember which episode it was, but I did not have time to watch the movie, and I lied my ass off. It. And if they ever go, if anybody ever goes back and listens just to the episodes that I've been on, you'll be able to tell because I'm just like, oh, I agree. I agree. What yeah. I agree. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, I'm trying I, to think. I think it was one of the Giallo ones that I did because it was just like, I can't do it, dude. Like, I started it, but I just couldn't <laughs> fucking finish well, it. Obviously, Lizzie Vernon and I did lie through it, but got caught. But there was another one I lied through, and you were all just like, nope, did not notice. It's all right. I think we've all done it, honestly. It so, but, um, but yes, I actually I haven't did done it in a while. Though. I did watch Leslie Vernon, and I do agree with you. I I enjoyed the hell out of that movie, one hundred percent. So, and then Saturday, my girlfriend and two of our friends, we were actually out in Pennsylvania in the Lancaster area. We went and did <gasps> some app, we went and did some apple picking. We went and had ourselves some barbecue, and we went to Field of Screams Haunted Attraction this weekend. It was our opening nice. weekend. I'm they jealous. still got their shit together. They made some changes. They were wonderful. They were great. They were in your face. I felt like home. How was that chainsaw bar, bro? Dude, fucking thing looks we had a, sweet, dude. We had a, bla- a bag of blood, and it was basically vodka mixed with a whole bunch of shit. And okay, was- so I was actually wondering what they were giving you. I was like, is it just fucking no, it's like alcohol. mater juice? But Well, no, I know, but I figured it was just Bloody Marys, honestly, in a bag. But no, Well, I actually said to the lady, I said, well, you need a Bloody Mary on this menu because you got a blood bag, but I need a Bloody Mary. I'm not a Bloody Mary guy, so that wouldn't do anything no. for me. But Mm-mm. right off, I, I, I'm like, I enjoy it. I don't like tomato juice. Sure. Yeah. But anyways, so, so it sounded like you had a fucking awesome time Saturday. Yep, yep. Saturday was that. And then Sunday, Sunday was chill out day here for my girlfriend and I because I had some stuff to do around here, take care of the cats. We meal prepped, just stuff do, going on here so I could get ready for the week. And then uh, that was it. And then I, you know talk watch this movie which i didn't need to by any stretch of the imagination that's fair but i did <laughs> or did i find i ain't even gonna lie dude this is actually one i have to watch because i don't watch it often so like i was just like no i have to like kind of pay attention fair, fair enough and uh that was my weekend so now nice we're gonna to go down me. here to lord scuba cabra what did you do uh, buddy boy well i went to san antonio on saturday to go meet up with my mom because my mom My mom and my stepdad were on vacation. They had gone to Oklahoma, went to the casinos. He wanted a little bit of money. So they were like, we're going to San Antonio to go spend the day. So they went to San Antonio. We ended up staying at the same hotel they stayed at. Um, We just ate dinner and hung out with my my nieces and my nephew and my brother, which I I hadn't seen my brother in a while. Um, And then Saturday or Sunday, they left. Mel and I spent the day in San Antonio and we went to the Wonderland Mall in San Antonio. They have a huge spirit store there. So we went to the spirit store. Yeah. Yeah. And it's this mall was basically it had some stores in it, but it was like an inside flea market. They had they had like a bunch of little shops, but all these shops were fucking cool because 90 percent of them were like horror themed. So, yeah. And this is like, yeah. What the fuck, dude? Why yeah. I can never find anything local like that. They ever. had they had so like every little shop had VHS tapes. I almost bought the uh Hellraiser 
special edition VHS that had like two VHS tapes. She only wanted like five bucks for it. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I'm not going to take it. It's fine. But uh, they had a huge, um, like a trade show kind of thing going on downstairs in the mall. And it was a punk rock horror show. So they had people set up with tables and they were selling horror merch. And we were just walking around looking at all the cool shit they had. Um, I bought a whole bunch of new patches for my vest. What else did I buy? Oh, I got the tree topper finally for my Christmas tree. As you boys know, I always do a Gremlins Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. And I found my tree topper. Ah, the bat. Oh, that's fucking dope, bro. So he had him priced for $59. So I looked online and I'm like, well... If I can find it cheaper online, I am going to just, you know, I'll pass on it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. So I looked online. The cheapest Amazon had it was 69 bucks and up to like 150. So I was like, oh, I'll take it. He's like, cash your card. And I said, cash, 50 bucks cash, no tax. Cool. I'll take it. So then we walked around, bought some more things. And we, I was talking to Mel and I was like, what do you want to do for Halloween? So she's giving me all these ideas that she wanted to do for Halloween. And she's like, we could be SpongeBob and Patrick. And I'm like, absolutely fucking not. You know, I don't. (laughs) She likes to do funny for Halloween while I don't. I want to do either not serious, but I I I just get to do funny, funny, man. I I I always want to do do funny, though. Bro, but let her just. Homie, just be Silent Bob and let her be Jay. That would be great. But I don't think she would go for that. So, but wait, wait, what option, Patrick? Was it going to be sexy, sexy Patrick? Yes, it was sexy Patrick. Yeah, yeah. I would have, should have done it. Wear fishnets, which no, absolutely <laughs> fucking not. Then she's like, "Oh, we can be Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy," and I'm like, "Absolutely fucking not," because I would have to be Barnacle Boy, and I don't give off Barnacle Boy energy. I'm Mermaid Man. I am the main. Yeah, I say, wait, why would you have to be Barnacle Boy? Because he's taller. <laughs> yeah, he is. Barnacle well, Boy's taller than Mermaid well, Man. Well, the older no versions, you, yes. but I, I don't. It's not so much the height. I think it's more the the rotund. The, well, the belly. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. Because right. he's got the belly, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so I convinced her. We went through a couple other costumes. Like we were going to dress Charlie as Little Red Riding Hood. Mel was going to be the Big Bad Wolf, and I would have been a lumberjack. Okay. Um, which was another funny one. I was like, that's oh, that's cute. cool. Like I would do that one. I would that's literally just one. wear literally just wear my fucking flannels that i always wear and carry around an axe it wouldn't have been a costume that much some suspenders maybe i would have done some funny stuff like had a bag with like a thing of brawny sticking out just enough to see like <laughs> you, fucking, you know what i mean just some yeah. whatever so i was like well look we already ha- i already have a ghostbusters costume that i've only worn once fuck yeah charlie has her ghostbusters costume that she's only worn once why don't we just be ghostbusters and she's like, well, let's go look at the costumes. Spirit actually did. It's not a, it's not a bad jumpsuit that, that they give you in, in that costume for the female costume. I don't know how the male costume is, but the female costume, the flight suit actually looked pretty good. We, she checked them. She's a cosplayer. So the first thing she does is check the material. She's like, I don't know. It seems too thin. And I'm like, well, fuck it. Just get it. And so she got it. And we leave that spirit store. I bought her a PKE meter and the costume. Word. So I told her, well, you get 80% pack or 100%? They didn't have the 100%. But yeah, dude, they're very hard to find at the stores right now. But because she's so little, the 80%, 80% works, pack works perfect. But 
She's like, well, I'll just use the extra proton pack you have at home. I'm like, well, I completely disassembled that. Like, it doesn't have lights. It doesn't have sound. Like, I completely took that apart because I had planned on repainting it and putting new parts yeah, in it. doing some fucking. But I never did it. So we stopped at another spirit store. And I was like, just let me run in real quick. I just want to see if they have anything that I might be interested in. So I go. They have one proton pack. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see if I have a 20% coupon. If I have a 20% coupon, there you go, I'm going to buy it for her. So I bought her the proton pack. I also bought myself, which I know. And it's the upgraded 80%. So it's already it got is. the pads It's got the shit. clear tip. Like, it's got the clear yeah. tip. It's got the pads. Like, it's better, better light. than the one I had. Yeah. Better lights set up on it, dude. Like, for sure. So the one thing that my costume was still missing was the walkie-talkie. And I know the spirit one isn't that great, but. Yeah, you can paint it up and stick it it down and paint it, dude. So I got it. And I'm going to paint this bad boy up. And I didn't. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. I had no idea that it talked. Oh, you you didn't? I thought it was a plastic thing. It's right here, right? Um, Do you have a lifeguard yet? I do not have a lifeguard. But that is technically GB2. So if you don't want to rock that, I get it. But I do want one. I like the lifeguard more than the walkie myself. And I want a. the fucking uh what the hell is it called the thingy uh from number two yes uh the giga meter no 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 the fucking little the one that didn't do shit the little light thingy. oh the belt gizmo it's the literally belt gizmo. Yeah, gizmo. Belt gizmo. yeah that's right that's right i was gonna order one. Oh, there's boss man how's it going boss man, What's up, boss? What's up, boss man? um but i didn't so uh Make I, I, I thought about I, I I'm going to eventually i still gotta get the p-tube for my costume and stuff too and, and install that and Dude, that's so annoying. I'm good to go. You're going to wear that twice, and you're like, fuck the P-tube, dude. Take it off. Just get the little thing that get, looks like you could like have the, it there. Have the, yeah. That's yeah. all I got, dude. I got the little gray thing popping out. So you got that little pants boner. And then that's about it, dude. Because the P, yeah. otherwise, the P-tube is just fucking annoying. I still have so much shit to put on mine. So that'll be a winter project. There you go. So then fuck I yeah, bro. Her, so full, full, uh, full family Ghostbusters. Full family Ghostbusters. So, But then I asked her. I said, okay, name patch. I'm going to buy you a name patch. What do you want on your name patch? Do you want your maiden name on there or do you want Vasquez? So I'm waiting for her to give me her answer so I can order it and then I'll put it on there. And we're set for fucking Halloween and it's going to be fucking cool. And I told her we're going to have to watch Ghostbusters like religiously every night until Halloween just so she can be in the mood when we fucking do it. And then we came home and that was it. That was my weekend. I got to watch this movie yesterday. Um Finally popped open the uh, the Blu-ray because I hadn't watched it. And I was like, why the fuck do I have an extra disc in here? I forgot that was one of the discs that they sent you because mm-hmm. it was missing certain things on the disc that came with it. So watch the unrated version. And I'm ready to talk about it as soon as we hear from Big Johnny D. All righty. Let's see. What the fuck did I do this weekend? Well, uh, my youngest nephew had his birthday party, so he turned eight. Uh, it's just a nice little shindig, nothing crazy, whatever. And then we went to visit some friends who just moved into a new house. And so got to explore their house. It was a nice a little, uh, quiet town, but they were like super deep in the sticks and now they're not. So the little bit of traffic they have might be different for them, but all in all, it's a sweet little setup. And coolest part is like, I don't know how you guys get man, but. When I start exploring this shit, it's the shit that's weird that attracts me. Like, why is this 
Why is this the way it is? Yeah. Right. So he had a garage out back. There was a one, it was just a one bay garage. And then it had like a barn kind of section to it. Super steep roof, dude. So like he could put a lift in there and shit. Solid. That's not the weird part. The weird part is, is the building behind it. It's not technically a shed and I would never call it a shed. It's probably closer to a small one room schoolhouse. This is exactly what it feels like to me. You open this thing, dude. The floor looks like it's 150 fucking years old, like solid fucking actual wood and everything like that. Crazy vaulted ceiling and just this one solid room. And I'm like, what the fuck was this? And we were just like an hour, just like fucking scheming our heads because we're like looking all over it to see if there's any tail signs. It had haylofts, but there was no upstairs. So at one point it had an upstairs. Yeah, dude, it was weird. Hmm. So. We were just doing some stupid investigation bullshit and just trying to figure out like how this house was fucking set up. Um, then I came home, did some fucking gaming, and then Sunday I worked a fucking bunch because, well, I like that money. And uh, yeah, and then I actually stopped at Mister Gallo's house to pick up this Blu-ray from his collection, to which I sadly found out. He did not replace the DVD. So even oh, though it says oh, the unrated oh version, I did not watch the unrated version. So we can talk about the differences that I did not get to see. You know what the weird part uh, is, is, is those first copies, only a handful of them. I actually got the unrated cut. I don't. I honestly don't know the difference. So that's oh, something you that we would can know discuss. the difference right away. How? I've watched the movie twice in my lifetime and I don't remember enough to really care. So that's why I'm like, I want to know, dude. I really want it. Unless somebody told me like, yo, dude, this is what happens in this scene versus instead. Okay. Um, I'm sure we have it in the behind the scenes. I'm sure we do. But anyway, so picked it up from that, came home, made some muffins with the family and everything. And then uh, while still talking to Gallo and our friend Kayla, we were trying to like plan a shoot. So I just jokingly said, I'm like, yo, dude, because all the days we were like throwing back each fourth just wasn't working. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it right now. So they were like, really? And they were like, okay. So we met up an hour fucking later. Nice. <laughs> did a super impromptu shoot. Uh, came out really well. He's been actually editing a few of them right now. And uh, it was Kayla's been with the fucking 13 GL for over a year, but she's never done a Jason shoot. So that was her first Jason shoot. And I was nice. like, fuck yeah, dude. And even Joe was it was so funny because like we we're out in the woods and he's like man he's like i don't even know what to do it's been so long since i do with jason to which i had to rub into him a little bit i'm like yeah it's because all you do is fucking ghost face so <laughs> but you're not wrong <laughs> oh he knows he knows i always give him shit but it's it's all love but uh no and then i came home after doing a fucking jason shoot and then watched this movie so i was really kind of like in the fucking mood for it in dude. the zone i was it was like the best you could possibly be Unless I actually was watching Freddy versus Jason after the fact, then I could have just like rubbed going out and went to sleep. Um, <laughs> but no, we watched this movie and I am fucking ready to talk about that right now because we are way too long into this shit. And so that is once again, 1993's Friday the 13th, part nine. Jason goes to hell. Uh, boys, who wants to take the plot run now? I'll take it. Go ahead, bud. Jason Voorhees, the living, breathing essence of evil, is back for one fierce final fling. Tracked down and blown to bits by a special FBI task force, everyone now assumes that he's finally dead. But everyone assumes wrong. Jason has been reborn with the bone-chilling ability to possess the bodies of anyone he pleases. 
the terrifying truth is he could be anywhere or anybody. In this shocking blood-soaked finale to Jason's carnage ridden of terror, the horrible secret of his unstoppable killing instinct is finally revered. Directed by friend of the PL Network, Adam Marcus, Nerd Girl, Secret Santa. Written by Dean Laurie, Major Payne, Harley Quinn, Jay Hugley, Magnum P.I., Silk Stockings, Adam Marcus, Texas Chainsaw 3D, Conspiracy. Produced by Sean S. Cuntingham, Spring Break, The New Kids, Debbie Hayne Cass, House 4, My Boyfriend's Back. Bobby, butcher those names for us. I don't think that's going to happen. No, he won't. (laughs) Starring... Kane Hodder, Hard Bodies, Avenging Force as Jason Voorhees and the FBI Guard. John D. LeMay, Friday the 13th, The Series, Without a Map as Stephen Freeman. Kerry Keegan, Jerry Maguire, Mind Games as Jessica Kimball. Stephen Williams, The X-Files, Supernatural as Creighton Duke. Allison Smith, Kate and Allie, Holes as Vicki Sanders. Aaron Gray, Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, Spoons as Diana Kimball. Stephen Culp, Jag, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, as Robert Campbell, Rusty Schwimmer, Twister, I love her in Twister, The Perfect Storm, as Joey B, Leslie Jordan, Will and Grace, American Horror Story, as Shelby B, Billy Greenbush, The Hitcher, Critters, as Sheriff Landis, Andrew Block, Hangar 18, Hard to Kill, as Deputy Josh, Kip Marcus, The New Leave, the new Leave It to Beaver, Let It Snow as Randy Parker, and Richard Gant, Rocky Five General Hospital as Phil the Coroner. Body count total of 27. Wow. That's a pretty high That is a dude. high fucking number, dude. I think at this point, that was the highest one. Everything it else had to be, dude. Everything before that was always trying to get like, you know, 13 kills. Yeah, I was going to say it was always in the teens, but dude, this isn't. 27. God, I feel like I missed some because that seems like I way more than I remember. Take over, John. Fucking A, bro. All right. So uh, Chad Daddy's not here, so I will gladly do his spot. Music by Harry Manfredini. Who do we know him? How do we know him? Weird. Uh, Zombie Island Massacre and the returning cinematography by Bill Dill. That's a fucking great name. (laughs) The Five Heartbeats and Pumpkinhead 2 Blood Wings. Actually, I believe we like that one on this show. Edited by David Handman or Handman. Wishmaster and Deep Star 6 Wishmaster. Make make your wishes. Effects and makeup by KNB. Never heard of them. Distributed by New Line Cinema. Runtime of 88 minutos or 90 minutes on the unrated cut. Yeah. MPAA rating of R or unrated if you're lucky enough to have it or if your buddy has it. Um, budget of three mil and then this bitch grossed 15.9 mil. So it made money. It did. It definitely made some money. People love Jason. I mean, you and especially we didn't get Jason for five years. Yeah. Right. We had a five year hiatus where we were getting him every year at that point. Yeah. That's a hell of a fucking that's a hell of a comeback. But yeah, let's discuss this fucking movie, man. So first and foremost, this movie is uh it's a very, very disruptive one, I feel, against the community and fans. For many yeah. reasons. 
I could see both sides. Um, having rewatched this, and like I was telling the boys prior, I haven't watched this in easily a decade. So while I remember, like, you know, the bits and pieces, I didn't remember all the filler shit, which is, that's the shit that you need to. Yeah. So all in all, I actually was much more entertained this time around watching it than I ever have been before. I'm going to say that. But I'm going to say still, I think the biggest cry of this movie is still not enough Jason. And I'm only saying that not only from my own viewpoint, but from my wife's who has never seen it. And she was just like, he wasn't really even in it. And I was like, and that's the biggest gripe. You know, and, and it is it is the biggest gripe. But I. I get how people can hate this movie, but I also get how people can love this movie. Oh, absolutely, dude. You know, and, and I'm kind of in the middle. I don't hate it, but it's not one of my favorites. It's not one that I feel I need to watch, you know, um, because Jason really isn't in it. And, and so I know I said last, you know, that when we talked last time that, you can't have a Jason movie without Jason in it, but that's just not true because look at Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. Jason wasn't and in the that first movie. one or the and first the, one even. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't like the first one. No, that, I, I agree. With I you. feel I, like I get very bored with that. A solid Friday the Thirteenth flick needs Jason with the hockey mask because even Part Two is not one of my favorite movies. I have an aesthetic that I like for Jason, and that is with the hockey mask. I don't give a shit what he's wearing. I don't give a shit what he looks like under the mask. As long as he's got that fucking hockey mask on, that's Jason Voorhees for me. You know, um, would you consider this, movie, this one zombified or human? What is this one? This one's a weird category. It's, it's, a, it's a, this is this is the one that is none of that because they throw in the Necronomicon because they throw in the fucking Kandarian dagger. This throws it into a whole different category. Because what is he now at this point? They completely, Marcus added a completely new level to. Yeah, he did. Levels. What the fuck? Like, okay, where are we going with this? And I wish it would have touched base just a little bit more, which I know they couldn't because of, you know, rights and stuff. But yeah, yeah absolutely. Seeing the Necronomicon, seeing the dagger, it's like, okay, cool. This is in the same, maybe not the same universe as ash is in maybe the necronomicon hopped to a different was area this, was this before or after army of darkness after he got yeah. the prop from yeah. being on okay. set with so uh, army of darkness already did set the staple of there's three books yes yes okay that's all i needed to know to yeah go with that okay so and i feel like i did i really did not appreciate this movie until i read the ash versus freddy versus jason comics once okay. i read those comic books i appreciate this movie a lot more than i did when i first watched it because you know what they came out in 93 so 11 year old scuba really didn't appreciate this movie because i was pissed jason was my guy and you killed him in the first fucking five minutes of the movie and he's not in it at all until the end what the fuck was that? My TV. Dude, just what's going on? on? I was going to say, all my your TV lights just... were just going and shit, dude. <laughs> dude. My TV just turned on by itself. My TV dude. was. Where the fuck is my remote? But anyways, um, 
yeah, so it, it just it added this whole new level of what the fuck. And but watching it now and watching it yesterday, I was thoroughly entertained. And I dig the whole body jumping thing because it, then at that point, it makes sense as to why he could be in different clothes, why it, you know, he was he looked different in every fucking movie. So it kind of makes everything make sense. But then there's still all this other shit that is like, OK, well, that See, where that doesn't make sense to me with the whole body because only because when he's respawned like or after he pop yeah whatever he's respawned he comes back in with the clothing on yeah so like how do you respawn with the fucking clothes on and maybe that's just the part that i'd need to overlook and i understand that let me but, let me hop i'm gonna find no, my you're fine. I don't know it you're fine bob Ooh, bob got a beer nice what you drinking buddy beer yeah, what kind? I'm going to need a beer for this. No, you're fine, dude. No, I'm going to need a beer for this. No, because my my only issue, like, biggest, like I said, you just stepped away, was that he was respawned with clothes on. I don't understand that. I feel like, but I do know we were supposed to get a whole kind of different version of Jason at the end, or at least I think I remember reading. I'll let you two continue, and then I'll come. No, no, no. I'm just letting Listen. it, I'm not letting it boil, but... I, I'm gonna yeah, go down. The, I'm gonna let it go down the list because I agree with what both of you say. Oh, listen, I'll just. I do love this movie, but I'm not gonna sit here and tell you this is the greatest thing. No, I will not tell you that. What I, I you know, it's entertaining. Here, but here's where, like, here's where I bring up the point of contention with everybody, which Scoob's already touched on. Is there's no hockey mask, and yet. Some people have, I, I will say it just like this. Some people have the audacity to say, some here, I don't mean you guys, par five is, is better. Well, it's not Jason, but it's a hockey mask. So in other words, I need a mask to make you happy is what it means. That's where it pisses me off a little bit. Because if I'm going, I mean, look, if, if I'm going for a scary, one of the scariest movies in this franchise, this movie is, I will say it, number one. For scary? And then for scary but why why what what i was a gory because you, because scary. it's it's scary because we don't know what's coming everything else i could you can literally guess the minute the movie opens someone's gonna die in five minutes oh that person's a red herring okay we you know, how are you gonna die well we don't know we just know it's gonna be graphic yeah that's scary but we Honestly, all kind of we all know that blood and guts themselves is not scary it's the lead up of you don't know what exactly is going to happen Th this movie broke that mold yeah i get it we all want jason and everything but we have eight movies before this ha if we all got nine the same exact way we got the first eight what would we all say same thing where's the new oh we got something new well this fucking you know, yeah, but there's a difference between doing something new with the IP and completely flipping it on the head. There's a difference between okay, let's move a couple of degrees this way, and we could add some like no, not putting him on a boat, but we actually need to bring the kills back and we need to ground this shit. I think if you grounded it and actually did that, which is more of a now kind of a thing, that still would have just as worked if what if not better. Because it wasn't so off the rails. But then they technically, if you go at that point, they did that already. Part six. Where? 
part six, six wasn't is, grounded. Six, they brought him back as a fucking zombie. Yeah, but in terms of grounding, it was still one of those where it's like, ooh, this is new, but it's still the same. I disagree because six is where it started bringing in more of the humor and everything, and it started being more meta. That's <sighs> where it changed the whole flip scale. Five was your last grounded one legitimately. Mm, six is where you six. changed the scape completely. Once you brought him back as a zombie, and I love zombie Jason the best, but I still think that changes the aspect of it's not grounded anymore. You're in the realm of super fucking natural, which mm-hmm. is fine because that's what the whole like at this point's going. But it's like I and this is just me. I like a little supernatural. I feel like this had too much supernatural and I just didn't need that in my Jason. See, I feel out of all the slashers, let's, you know, Jason, Michael, Freddie, and let's just say Leatherface, I feel Jason deserves and needs the most supernatural because of all his stories. I mean, yeah, Freddie is supernatural. We, we know that. But he deserves it because he is definitely one of the characters where if you, you want to just boil, none of this is his fault to a degree in some sort of fashion. This is true. So, I'm so not saying he, you can't make it supernatural. I just think a different sense of it would be better maybe but i don't know i i love because adam marcus has talked about this there's stuff in the behind the scenes but i'll say this here because this isn't the idea of and i know some people are like so against the necronomicon i'm not against it because remember it doesn't necessarily have to be the deadite we all know but i'm just saying because there's always been a necronomicon before the evil dead necronomicon could just say, well, he is some form of it. But I like the idea that he says, I always thought that if Mrs. Voorhees used something, she was so desperate to get her little boy back, would do anything to get him back in any way, shape, or form. That makes, to me, Jason just much more terrifying. But they should like, hit the head on that more. Well, they probably I, I would have liked it. Well, yeah, Why but, not? But you even could, you could have even five that, minutes going back in past. You could have a have, five minute flashback. Yep, and where have some girl. You don't even show the book. You don't show the book because, of course, licensing rights. You can't. She had show a shrine, but they didn't say out. anything about it, Gene. They just showed it. Like it was just like okay. Yeah, and, there, there's no explanation for it. Which, like I said, I cool. I loved. Like I said, I loved it. We got the Necronomicon in it. Cool. That's fucking great. As an Evil Dead fan fucking love that shit but i need it to make sense and it doesn't because we get no we get absolutely no backstory for right, it just feels anything. like it's more placement yeah it's just thrown yeah, in we there know he's a demon but cool. how's he a demon Ooh, whoop. Necronomicon. and i wish we could have and i'm willing to bet it was also budget besides the fact two million yeah okay but there's so but, more but like crate and dupe great character how the fuck does he know what he knows? See, I need to know that. Well, well, here, well, here's no. Here's the thing. All of that exists, but we won't see it unless Warner Brothers gives Adam Marcus a green light to be like, okay, go do your your director's cut. It, that that part does exist. Does he, it like he, how he actually knows? He had a whole backstory on how he knew who Jason was. Because I uh, feel like that is a so, crucial part to his character of understanding well, the, what the fuck and how he let, knows what he knows. So, I again, I have a whole bunch, but I'll say what... So, he had a monologue as to him and his girlfriend at the time were out on the lake. Mm-hmm. Jason killed his girlfriend. Which okay. is what pushed him to become the bounty hunter he is. And that's fine. That's all I need. 
That's but all the, I need. And it was there. It was all there. But as you read in our notes, there's an 88-minute cut and a 90-minute cut. Here's the main difference real quick. The 90-minute cut has literally every ounce of blood and gore except for one kill that they took out because of time. It's all there. Every what effect. What kill did they take out? There was, so Vicky had a boyfriend. He, okay. Josh, who is Jason, who gets He's melted. Redhead? Yes. Okay. So the cop, Josh, who then melts away after Jason leaves him. Yes. Jason took t- Jason took his he- takes his head, smashes it on the sink, and sm- smashes his face in. Nice. So there, it, there was more to this movie, but New Line Cinema needed we like look. We need extra screenings a day. You make more money if a movie is just below ninety minutes. You literally make got the money is un, is unbelievable. So the 90 minutes, you still get screenings, but that one extra screening a day, they want the more money. Also, Sean Cunningham was like, uh, you're not fucking with my money. You're well, you're gonna give me you, you're gonna give me it. Couldn't basically. you have, and this is just me, and obviously this is super retrospect, and that was only because we can see this now. Like, bro, you could have literally extended that jail scene for one more finger break and been like, and just have him give him like his other hand and be like. How do you even know all this shit? You know what I mean? Break yeah. his fucking finger, get it over with, or break his whole hand at that point. He's like, oh, that's that's real need to know. If You know what I mean? Like something. And then you just give him two lines, explain. He's like, I had a girlfriend once, and that motherfucker took her out. And ever since then, it has been my life's dedication to chase his ass If Adam watches this, maybe he'll be like, oh, my God. he's not, No, that he was supposed to have the monologue as to why he even knows and you know what? Creighton oh, Duke is one of my favorite characters. Oh, dude, he's fantastic. He's wonderful. Franchise. He's great. He's so ridiculous and off the wall, dude. Exactly. <laughs> it's like he's, he's like a black Chuck Norris in this shit. Without he's a black all the walker, Texas Ranger, dude. Yes. Yes. Black walker, bro. But I mean, he's uh, one of my favorite characters in the entire franchise. And I just wish he would have been hashed out a little bit better. Yeah, dude. Like. Cause he's seen, he's he's like a badass dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? This dude's breaking fingers for fucking payment. And like, <laughs> but you know, the, the one thing that cocksuckers on the news and shit. The one thing I do hate though that I hate and it just irks me so bad. And there just is the 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 through a Voorhees line, where he could only come back through you know a Voorhees. Be, it's like be killed by a Voorhees. Yeah, and it's like come on. But how did, and that's where, like, obviously, this one had to bring in that we had extra Voorheeses because up until this point, there wasn't any, right? That we knew of. No, but see, that we'll see. All right. I I know now I'm just going into deep lore, but see, that's why I like this because at one point it was supposed to be Jason had a brother, but Pamela hated him because Jason was just the smooth, perfect child, even though he had the head, but he was just, he was just like a perfect little child. The other one was a genius, but was this hideous thing that she didn't want to look at. So that's where the whole, so like, like hatchet kind of a thing. Yeah. So that's where like the whole sibling thing came from, which again, just for me makes it so much more like scary because it's like this woman cares about this one child, do anything to bring him back. The other one is still alive. I could care less that you're here. But you know what, though, that that kind of goes with the whole grieving process thing. It, you know, she lost one and she could, you know, not blame the other one for for it. But 
because her grief is so much for Jason. She just doesn't give a fuck about the other kid, which would have been great to been touched on too, but that's not canon. So I think they should, I think if they were going to have a retcon this, but still make it supernatural, like, okay, you want to enjoy involve the Necronomicon fine, but let's change the stipulation. Pam finds it. Recites an incantation that's supposed to switch her to give up. Switch her is supposed to switch her with him, but it doesn't work to what she knows until she gets killed at the end of that first movie, to which then brings him back. But because it's a curse, he can never die after that fact. So he will never be reunited with his mom. And that's the curse. That would actually be wonderful. Done. Simple as fuck, dude. But and just and awful, I, I awful, say, very, also very sad. And, and I will <laughs> yeah. say this because Brody said it here. Your answers were in the script, Johnny. This, this, no, he's not wrong. And not only that, the script, the original script had so much more in it. But I mean, this it, is another problem with, yes, studio well, involvement no, no. or executive not, involvement, I should say. I was going to say it's actually the studio had no complaints what Adam was doing. It was Sean Cunningham. Sean was like, you, we all, we've all heard the story. Get rid of the fucking hockey mask and the movie is yours. Do what you want with it, basically. Well, Adam did that, but he was also trying to put it together. And then, of course, the pre-production was an, a year long. So it was like, well, you can't do this, can't do that, can't do that, can't use this. And so it was like, he basically said, no, you can make it, but you got to chop it down. And even when he chopped it down, obviously it was, there was a two-hour cut of the movie. They chopped that down. Yeah. And you know what the crazy thing is? As I'm watching this, dude, I always have an existential, or at least I had an existential moment last night where I took myself out of it for a second and realized that, because he was what, 23? 24? Yeah, he was 20, 20, 23. 23. When he fucking made this. Dude, if if I looked at my, I, I'm 38 and couldn't do this now. Yeah. If I looked at my 20. 20- yeah. Old ass, there's no fucking way I would be smart enough to pull this shit off. And this motherfucker did it, dude. I'm not listen, I might have my personal complaints with it, and that's fine. That doesn't change it. I like I said, I still thoroughly enjoyed it yesterday. You know what I mean? I think I enjoyed it more so than I ever personally have. And I'm not just saying that to fluff it up for this fucking episode or anything like that. It's just honestly, after remove reviewing movies with you fuckers with five years and shit like that, you just start looking at dude. I hate that I start reviewing normal movies that I'm not fucking reviewing. Like <laughs> yeah. you guys ever do yeah. that? Yep. Yeah. Bob and I were doing that at the fucking con. Yeah. Oh my god. Back and, forth and everybody, I felt like a dickhole because everybody else in the room is just listening to us fucking banter back and forth. Mm-hmm. And his says she's like, I feel like I'm watching a live episode of the podcast. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That wasn't supposed to fucking but, happen. Yeah. <laughs> but it, so, like, I again, I totally understand why people don't like this. Yes, I get the whole Jason thing, but. I still stand by the fact of if we got the same exact thing again, which we did after this movie. Did they reuse the same music for from this to X? No. X the intro music is the same? Nope. It's it sounds all, exactly the fucking same to me. Nope. It's all different. Every mm. And I also will say this. The soundtrack for this movie is to me one of the best ones of the whole series. See, okay, now Brody, thank you for putting that because that was something else. We did get a little bit where they were like starting to decompose or something, but that would be cool, man. If you started seeing like the sores of like the mask holes and stuff like bleeding out, was, that would have been fucking cool. No, was in the script. 
was tried, couldn't do, budget was too small. Adam wanted it. It might have not it, it sounds cool in theory, but it definitely might be something hard to like pull off visually wise. Yeah. That would they, still look they, good. Well, I they were gonna do it, it was just too expensive. He did talk about like if he ever had a chance to do the little director's cut, he would find a way, you know, visual effects, if done right, to put it in, if he could. Yeah, I don't know how you would. I, I know I Maybe but, uh, now with technology, now it, the blending and stuff would be a little better. And that, shit, that's but. yeah, that's no, that's exactly it. The, but see, here's mm. the thing though: all this stuff that this movie brings up, just whether it's past, present, or future, this is where like some people are like, "Oh, it's not canon." I'm like, "But there's other movies that people will talk about, and they want it to be there, but it's not there." And then when you are, you know, you argue it, and it's just like, "Oh, you know what I mean?" It's, I mean, canon in what sense? Because. Dude, first of all, let's look at every fucking horror series. Nightmare is probably the one that's the most con- cohesive. Yeah. I would say because this one is this one. This is the moment where you could start doing split offs up until this. I would say Friday 13th was also there. But like after this, obviously, we, you know, it's another like 10 fucking years or almost or I'm sorry, seven years until we get yeah. X. But, you know, they knew what X was right as they were writing it. They were like, yeah, this is going to be a ridiculous one. Which, and I, I still love that X, one. Dude. Oh, I know, man. That's, that's, that's one of my favorites. That's going to be a good yeah, one, too. <laughs> but it's, and then you got, you know, Freddy vs. Jason after that. And then we didn't get all the way up to the, re- so after that, it was just like kind of its own weird little shit show. But like Halloween, dude, Halloween's got like how many different fucking timelines and shit like that, too. Like Doc McFly, fuck that shit up way too much. Yeah. <laughs> And then Texas is all over the fucking place too. You got like three different fucking murder families throughout that whole series, yeah. Too. So, but is it Sawyer? Is it fucking Hewitt? Or is it Slaughter? Yeah, I don't find out. No, no. Yeah, a little bit no, of everybody. Big family. And then the other thing I will say, also, this movie again, it's one of my favorites. But my one of my most favorite things is how Jason looks. I do. I like the. I, look. I, I love the fact that his face and head is just so malleable and the mask is sinking. Like, that to me makes it go yeah. like, okay, so that thing is never going to come off well, without I, it's some It's because force. he's, you know, I, I like the fact that, you know, we know he's dead. Dead bodies bloat. So that's what I feel like where I feel the yeah. whole mask sinking. Oh, in I guess I never thought about it like that. I was just thinking he was just more like tumor man in this fucking one. Less than no, I just I feel like, you know, it's like him bloating and stuff, which is fine. You know, dead bodies do that shit. He looks like a nutsack, dude. He does. But he looks like a fucking nutsack. That's a scary nutsack, though. This, I'm not going to say it's not, but it still looks like a nutsack. <laughs> this mask was the first mask that I ever owned. From Friday the 13th series was the Jason Goes to Hell mask. That oh, nice. I bought at like a Halloween store back in the fucking 90s. And I kept that son of a bitch until it deteriorated. Wish I still had it, but I don't. Nice. Well, you, now you can, you can find him. You got to pay for him. Yeah, so, well. I, all right. I, um, I, one thing we didn't. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Let me just say one more thing on, on the, the look. And I know people say, well, it's not him. Oh, it doesn't go canon with the other movie. I'm like, yeah, and the other movie didn't go canon with the other one. But besides the fact. What, the blue I, and the fucking prisoner jumpsuit? Yeah, but then like in part eight, it doesn't look like part seven. So I'm like, well, that doesn't work. And they're like, no, yes, it doesn't. I'm like, I shut the fuck up. No, it doesn't. I wish, me personally, I really wish there was a little bit of color variation between the pants and the shirt. I, I don't personally like the all solid. I don't like the tuck in. 
I don't like the tuxedo. He looks like he's wearing a Canadian tuxedo to me, and that's yeah. what, I can't yeah. get past that thought. I just I, I don't I don't like the uh, the untucked or the tucked in shirt. Like part six. He, yeah, it just it doesn't it it just doesn't work for me. Like he took the time to make sure his shit was tucked in. Right, like, like he no. looked in that mirror. He was like, "We good on the back." Yeah, all right, we good. On but the back. I feel like they did that because it probably you know because of the the bodysuit he was wearing. With it untucked, probably made him look super overweight. Maybe you know what I mean. And so Gene, you the, laugh, but you know what? I would have taken full naked Jason at the end of this than him just respawning with clothes on. I yeah, like which that. it's that's what it should have been. Was he should have been Jason. fully bloody naked Jason? Maybe still the mask there, but him just fucking like all boils and. Ugh. Well, there was a demon Jason that we got, yeah, but dude. we well, no, no. no. Kind of did? Was, no, no, no. So, all right. Okay, I've seen it. I have the work print. <laughs> Nerd. There was a full body. YouTube. There was a full body, legless demon, Jason. Fuck and yeah, it, and it was and You awesome. could tell it was because uh, the eye was there. This one was gone. Like, you could tell. So, that was supposed to be there. And then, obviously, it goes down in the basement. We Doesn't Clayton, like, kind of wrestle it and he throws yes. it in the basement? Yeah. That's how yes. that one goes down? yeah, yeah. yeah. But of all the looks, though, of Jason, uh, and I also stand by, this is the scariest. Yes, there are some things like, okay, untuck the shirt, but if I didn't want to look behind me to see one, I think it would be this one. Ah. Like, oh, fuck I'm you, still sticking seven. with part seven, seven bro. Seven. I'm seven is the scariest. Seven. Yep. Hands down. Seven Always is the look. scariest look. And that might be nostalgia talking to me. That's fine. But I'm still. The movie's not that great, but seven, no. seven Jason's scarier. I give it to part seven, Jason. Oh, I think enough. it would creep me out because even if I saw this Jason as intimidating to be, I'd still be like, yo, what's up, you tumorous nutsack? Like, you know what I mean? I'd still talk shit to Those me. would be the last words John ever said. <laughs> yeah, yes, but the other one, be. if I saw part seven, I'd be like, nope. And then fucking yeah, my fat ass would be exactly. running, dude. Be like, nah, man, I can see that dude's fucking spine, bro. And he's moving. I'm good. <laughs> Although but I guess you, know, you there- kind of see that a little bit in this too. You can see his like a little bit of bone structure. But there is a lot of good stuff about this movie, you know. Especially the the kills are fantastic. The supporting cast is great. Yes, you know we have some very promiscuous ten sex in this one. Yes, yes, we did. We did. That was where the angry pickle was not allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see. I yeah, dude. I mean, the gore and the kills were great, and I think even the acting in this movie was fucking pretty solid. Like I love. Our diner characters, dude. Oh, yeah. Rusty Swimmer and her husband. Fantastic fucking little side characters, dude. They're great. How do you not love them? And their son. You know what I mean? He's cool, too. What's I've always his, wanted. I, what the hell's uh, his name? Uh, uh, fuck. What the fuck was his name, Bobby? The son's name. What's the son's name? Oh, um, uh, Ward. Ward. Ward, Thank yeah. You, sir. Yeah. No, he was even a cool fucking character. You know what I mean? Gave him his car. Uh, I still think he was. I think our main dude was kind of a dick to his cop buddy like i understand he need to get out of prison but i feel like he could have explained it to him a little better than just punching him and taking his gun and pointing it on him like i was like jesus dude <laughs> but all right shit. do you boys want to hear from the brody yeah let's, let's hear brody. from the brody because we could all go right. on all day oh i know we're almost in now so that's why <laughs> yeah. 
Well, howdy fucking doody there, folks. It's your DKB here back for another episode of Goromor. And this week I'm here to talk to you about Jason Goes the Mother Flippin' Hell. That's right, he fucking does. He goes right down the shitter and he meets up with one of the more <laughs> iconic horror characters and they duel it out in the future. So, this week I'm here to talk to you about why I appreciate this film, why I like it. It's definitely my favourite uh, in the franchise. Uh, I remember watching it as a kid. That mad nostalgia just comes back to me every time I fucking watch it. Watching it with my brother and his older mates. I was only a fucking kid. But I do remember everyone celebrating with that special ending of this film and uh, cheering throughout the blood, violence, guts, whatever it was. I think the Australian VHS release had the uncut version from my oh, understanding and might have watched the Screen Factory edition. So it was really good to see all that come back with that nostalgia rush, like I just mentioned. But yeah, uh, let's move on to why I fucking like this film. So one of the reasons why I like this film probably the most is more so for the fact that we get something a little bit new and tasty, something a little bit on the tongue that's a bit fresh. And having been eight films in by this stage, it's sort of the same old repetitive shit. Even though it's been good and it has a formula that works very well, I still dig the previous films prior to this. This comes along and does something a little bit different. I mean, you blow Jason up in the first five to ten minutes and then you're like, what the fuck? And then the body horror element comes into it. Uh, that's probably the second thing I love about this film as well. And, you know, just bulk violence, practical effects, and that's probably my third is the practical effects. Uh, and not to mention the special cameo ending, but yeah. Anywho, uh, without trying to spoil too much... Um, spoil it, I mean, buddy. if you haven't seen this film, <laughs> now, uh, and I do spoil shit, serve yourself right... Yeah, because you should have fucking seen it and treated yourself years and years ago by now. And it, even if you haven't seen it by now, you definitely need to kick your own ass for not having to. And yeah, go and suss this out fucking immediately. But as I was saying about the body horror element to it, I really appreciate that as well. Uh, it's very graphic, very violent, and that's what I love. Uh, the body horror is definitely my kind of niche. Uh, it, it's It's a... Uh, subgenre of the horror genre that like I say um, if there's ever that involved with any film um, it fucks me up it makes me feel uneasy uh, just yeah sends shivers down my spine it's uh, not good but that's what I enjoy it for because it fucks me up not many horror films these days do that so this does some great shit and so the practical effects that I previously just mentioned are definitely help that flow with the body horror element of this. I mean, there's one scene where we get this bloke corroding away after Jason, this demon, leaves his that body. That shit was dope. I thought that was a really Melting. cool fucking fun idea to have the body actually melt away into nothing after right. he's used the life force or whatever it is um, to help him spawn up from different, you know, various types of body jumping and that. And, um, yeah, I thought it was really cool, fun, unique little idea that really worked. Um and I only just wish we had got fucking more of it throughout the body count of this. I do appreciate how um, we get some awesome fucking kill scenes in this, some memorable ones of the fucking whole entire franchise. Uh, let's be honest, I mean, that tense scene where the bloke gets ripped in half by the fucking... Um, when the, the girl pole. gets ripped. Yeah, yep. I mean, that's going to stay in your mind for fucking years, isn't it? So, yeah, that's it all speaks for itself. And the end all comes full circle. It's bloody movie. beautiful. It's bloody marvellous. It lingers on the palette, and I fucking love it. Yeah, so like I was saying, at the end of the day, this film had the balls to do something fucking different and unique, which I really, really appreciate about it, and more so for the fact that a fucking 20-ish year old was able to write and direct this fucking film. I mean, that takes big balls to try and take on a big project like this as your fucking first feature film, so hats off to Adam for that. Um, 
And I better not forget, this is my favorite Jason design throughout the whole entire fucking franchise. I remember as a kid, I'd get on the internet, I'd look up Jason, and I would always go to Jason Goes to Hell because I love the double denim Canadian tux with the belt. Iconic and actually intimidating, but there was just some it's weirdness not, about it that I was, I don't know, I just look at him and just could find something <laughs> different and unique about him because I mean, we'd see, sort of seen oh, the same old it. Jason, especially after Manhattan. That was a pretty piss fucking weak effort and trying to design a newish and old decayed decrepit fucking piece of shit zombie but yeah this one sort of makes it feel and made me think that you know some there's somewhat deep inside his fucking curse or the skin or whatever it is it can start to reheal himself but just all deformed and fucked up i don't know anyway i fucking loved it whatever so yeah this is your dkb giving it a mother flipping goddamn son of a bitch and goramore score of a goddamn four point Five. That's right. You fucking. Wow. I thought he was gonna go four point nine. That's why he was four point nine. Quiet, but I do not care. Oh, you're fine, because buddy. I do appreciate this film, and for what it is, nostalgia, baby, nostalgia. So, anywho, <laughs> DKB signing out. I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say about this film, and I will catch you, mother lickers, next week. Take it easy, gentlemen. Peace the fuck out. Thank you very much. Thank DKB, you, Brody, buddy. You know, there is one thing I'm going to touch on that he he talked about, especially the opening scene. For eight movies, not a single outside officer of any kind ever helped with trying to catch this motherfucker. That's why I also like this movie. It does keep, well, a little bit of reality of, first of all, this guy's been killing for 10 years. No major corp corporation of law enforcement's going to come and do yeah, something like no fbi nobody no, that, nobody would come in and like that's why honestly i actually think that's one of the this scariest one one like, baby well you know what? like like wait a minute how the fuck we get you blew him you blew him up you you blew him up but you got to remember too they were trying to keep it hush hush because they kept wanting to try to reopen the camp try to do all this other shit so they're not going to fucking go and say, hey, we got this problem going on. That's probably why no other agency ever came to help before. But what I really, really, really appreciate about the opening scene, um, she had a nice fucking rack. Yeah, she, yeah, she did. did. <laughs> oh, so you know what I got to say about the opening scene, which is uh, this is uh, this is a shout out to my wife. And I told her I would bring this up. Uh, she says she calls bullshit. Because it doesn't matter how tight you tuck a towel, there's no oh, way it would have came off like that. Oh, yeah, that shit. Like, oh, yeah, that bitch off. was taped. That bitch yeah. was taped like a motherfucker. No, it was actually Velcro. <laughs> All right, even more. Well, so. it was. No, they said that like, no, that's a piece of Velcro. Yeah, it had to be, dude. They should just make towels like that, anyways. At this point, no. but you know what? I, I not do, for us. I do love that opening scene because it threw in every single like cheesy trope from the See, previous movies. She's alone in the cabin. She's going to shower. Lights going out. That you know? was good. I didn't like, and this might be a gripe of mine. I didn't like the intro credits over those scenes, though. Yeah. Because A, they felt cheap. They felt cheap as fuck. And that, to me, already kind of set a bar for going into this movie. That's not a good set. That's yeah. just me saying. And I think anybody watching this for the first time, could easily feel like that too because dude that opening intro the way like just the title cards are and shit feels like cheap 90s fucking like soap opera shit no yeah, i could see that it, yeah, it, it, it 
the wife even called it out first time too. I'm like, no, nah, I agree. But I feel like once you get into the actual like maybe past the Power Ranger ninja flips, because that's also a little cheese. <laughs> but once you get into the rest of the shit, dude, like I don't know, man. I feel like the movie knows what it's it is. You know what I mean? Like well, you guys I mean, said, it, it's the ninth iteration. There's yeah. only so much you could do the same shit without poking fun at yourself. And that's but but that's they, what the opening scene was. They did what the other movies did already in the opening scene, except for blowing him up, which you know that was completely which how'd the heart up. survive in that dude? Like he took a direct hit to that chest. Yeah, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Well, it, maybe it started to regenerate or some shit. Who the fuck see? That's it? what I was thinking. I was thinking the pieces were already starting to regenerate by the time they got back to the fucking yeah. uh the more Pro- yeah, yeah, probably. But, but and so after you know after the opening scene and the credits and shit, that's when the movie just completely is different formula from anything that we've ever yes. seen Friday the Thirteenth wise. And it, like you said, it's got some good, but it's got some bad too. It's not there's no perfect Friday the Thirteenth movie. What? Yeah, I mean, we could sit here and say like, oh, this is the perfect one. Like but people, even say, the most perfect one, we could be four. like mm. part fours the perfect Friday the 13th, but it's not. Nah, no. that is a lot of, that is a huge argument for a lot of people, but yeah. I would disagree. I disagree on that. Well, we could, but here's the thing. Like when we say, I say perfect, we could say, let's just say any one of these, oh, that's the perfect Friday the 13th. As perfect as something is, we could all pick it apart. And oh like, yeah. It's always still going to have its fucking yeah, yeah, so like, that's, that's my thing too. But that's why with this movie, I said it before, like, again, we're at the ninth movie. Yeah, we could have sit here and gotten a whole bunch of Jason and this and that and changed this and that. Oh, it's different. At the same time, if you really boil, take out some of the different moments that make it that way, it's a little hard. This just went, no, fuck you. This is this has to be different. I will like I will give this movie, I will give this movie the fact that I did enjoy this better than part eight. Yes. Oh Oh, yeah. yeah. This movie is way better than part eight. It did not feel like a chore to watch. Exactly. And that's, you eight know, it feels like a chore to watch. Wow. It does long. have some cool scenes in it. It's too long. And there's it not makes enough, absolutely there's no, no fucking sense. No. Like somehow that makes less sense than fucking this dude. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I'll agree with that hundred percent, bro. Yeah. Like if honestly, like if I was going to shit on anyone of the most, I probably would shit on eight. I hate, there's so much shit. I hate more about eight than yep. I do this one. Agreed. <laughs> Now, so good job, Adam. Good job. What, dude? Like I said, man, I'm still impressed that a 23 year old fucking pulled this shit off. Like yeah. that blows my mind. Now the mirror thing, uh, interesting gimmick. I still have even issues with that, only because I feel like it's one thing if Jason or Jason or the audience sees himself in the mirror as him, but for somebody else to see him, I don't know. I just don't know if i like that for, see, like it just doesn't make sense to me i guess like see i i actually magic i but. i liked that like that to me added a whole th- you want to know why i think the reason well the reason why i liked it i think it was just to show the fact that that person you, you are not ever going to be yourself ever again yeah but that's like a whole different level of like now i have questions of like okay do mirrors in this reality show our souls like is that what we're fucking going as far as like now that's gonna creep me out even more dude because now i'm going into fucking vampire lore and shit (laughs) i honestly think honestly i i i think that's where that was going it's like you're that person's gone this is it's going to show you what you are now 
Because if you, even if you look at that guy at Josh's face when he sees her reflection, he's like, "Wait, what?" Even though he's it's not, he's like, "That's not." Now, what's something that's cool in this? Obviously, the idea with the mask coming out of the face would be like if a possessed person was looking at themselves in the mirror and seeing and Jason, they saw the demon. Yeah. I was going to go a step farther, but then they actually start to cut their face and then take off some skin and the mask is underneath it. Ooh, that would have been sick. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe that was a way around in it. World In a perfect world. Yeah. But, yeah. no, man. All right. So Brody gave us a four and a half. Did, did we get a score from Chad Daddy? I don't uh, think so. I don't so. think so. See Let me message him. Okay. I'll text right. him right now. Uh, I think I'm going to cap our discussion point because I think we definitely need to hit behind the scenes at this. We are definitely yes. over an hour. So, Bob, I'm going to hand it off to you, homie, because you got them. So, yes. So it's time for some behind the scenes. We're going to jump around here a little bit. Some of it I mentioned, but I will do some little explanations with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So due to the presence of the Necronomicon and the dagger from Evil Dead, which actually, by the way, that's not the dagger from Evil no, Dead. This dagger was specifically designed for Jason. Just saying, he's awfully incorrected, or, or Jason is often incorrectly assumed by fans to be a deadite. You could take that or leave it however you want. This was a simple fan service Easter egg by director Adam Marcus at the time. He intended the backstory for Pamela to use the Necronomicon to resurrect her dead son, explaining why he's hard to kill after he drowned in the lake. But Warner Brothers. They didn't own the rights to the Evil Dead. Neither did uh, well, New Line. Warner Brothers owns them. With, you know, owned by Universal. It couldn't be legally done. So at the time, yes, it was just supposed to be a prop. But he so, did have he did have intentions to use it as to why she used it for him. In other movies that we have particularly watched, and I'm drawing a blank on anything, but I feel like we just watched something recently where they have involved demonic books. Oh, uh zombie one or the fucking zombie, uh scouts guy didn't they have fucking no what had, what had the demon we literally just talked about this in a few episodes because i remember scoobs you and i were mentioning it but we were like yo this could fit in with the evil dead universe with this book oh, oh um uh, we just watched it i know what the fuck was it why am i drawing such a hard blank oh god um <laughs> holy shit I'm- god damn it chad <laughs> yeah where's our chad anyways uh <laughs> This is I'm going to YouTube to see our past episodes and maybe it'll But anyways, it. like could you have went with just maybe this angle like make a similar-esque Necronomicon so you didn't necessarily have to use it, but then you could go more into that backstory, I guess? Well, I think if he had the backstory to do it with Pamela, I think you would have gotten that, honestly. Word. That's fair. Either way, man, I mean, it's still a cool nod. Yeah. Like, I kind of wish I was a, if I was a kid in theater seeing this shit, dude, I probably would have shit my pants. Fair <laughs> like, enough. Honestly. Okay, so we, we talked about this one, but again, I'll do it because I think, again, gives the yeah, explanation. Yeah. Just before his handcuff, just before Creighton Duke handcuffs himself to Jason, he says to him, son of a bitch, you remember me. Final film? Yes, it sounds yes, nonsensical. Yeah. It sounds nonsensical. But in the audio commentary for it, it is revealed that the script at one point had it that Jason killed Duke's girlfriend his backstory initially explained that he was canoeing with his girlfriend in Camp Crystal Lake before Jason emerged from the water and dragged his girlfriend down into the lake. This led to his career in the police force as a bounty hunter, dedicating his life to hunting down Jason for revenge. It was all cut from the film. Nice. 
and we're idiots because it was literally last fucking week, Studio 666. I was going to say, Studio 666? <laughs> yeah. I just looked at it right now. <laughs> As I'm sitting here thinking about it, like, what did we just fucking watch? I, I'm doing like, what Scoobs did, and I went to, like, our list, and I'm like, oh, it's literally just last week's episode. Like, God. I was looking at it, it, and I was staring straight at Studio 666, and I'm like, wait a minute. Because it was. Like, because oh, it was the did, fucking did. blood underneath the raccoon yeah. and the whole yeah. tape recorder. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So... The, so the couple that we haven't talked about, the jungle gym in front of the Voorhees house was used in the birds. Oh, that's cool. It was a nice house, man. Like, I, I, that would be a nice house if it was, like, prime condition. Well, not only that, that's yeah. all. I find it nice, but I'm also like, that. Eh, no wonder why it's fucking creepy looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the reason the film is titled Jason Goes to Hell uh, or Friday Part 9 uh, New Line Cinema did not have the rights to Friday the 13th. They just had the rights to the name Jason. They literally bought Jason and everything to go with Jason. Oh, so Par- should I have not actually typed Friday the 13th Part 9 on our titles? You could change it if you want. But yeah, no. Too late now. They um they did not own anything of Friday the 13th. They owned Jason and everything for Jason. You know what? I totally did it wrong because that's even Chad Daddy had it written. Just Jason goes to hell the final Friday. Well, I fucked that up, but so, y'all know what it is. All right. So this behind it. But it is Friday the 13th Part it 9. Is. Yeah. So this behind the scenes I knew, but for those who didn't, this is this really shows good character of Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder, who plays Jason, was severely burned for 80% of his body from the stunt gone wrong, as we all know. As a result, the skin below his neck is discolored and disfigured for, yeah, 80% of his body. One day after filming, he was peeling off the Jason costume and the makeup in front of off of his body when the young child of a crew member who was bought into the set to see what it was like to make a film became frightened of his burnt skin. Hotter calmly and sweetly picked up the boy and told him that you can touch it. It just looks a little different. It's okay. The child then went and touched it. And then was never afraid of hotter after that. He touched the skin on his arm and see that it didn't hurt him. Immediately, the child calmed down and was having a fun time talking to Kane. It was seeing later hearing that Hodder spent much of his free time at child hospitals that Adam Marcus real, realized that despite often playing the violent or evil characters, that he has a heart of gold. Nice. Which I knew that I knew this one and I knew that he spent time at the child things because children get burned all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it, but it all, I, I love it when I see something like this because everybody knows like, He's this, you know, he's this big guy who kills people. And it's like, no, he does a lot for, you know, all of that. Hell yeah, dude. Okay. Uh, he has this one as behind the scenes, but I have a, a little something different. One of the early concepts was Jason takes, goes to LA, which two, rival gang, which, which two rival gangs would be fighting when Jason would show up and start murdering him and they would defeat Jason. That's not actually an original concept. That was literally, they were at the table one day throwing around stupid ideas, and that was one idea, and there and nothing ever. It was an idea, and everybody made it to seem like that was going to be the next movie. Oh, so. interesting. Okay, what up, Chad Daddy? Oh, here's a good one. Jason's heart was used in From Dusk Till Dawn as Monkey Man's heart. Oh, no shit. Oh, shit, it's nice. the same heart. Yo, man, so... That, that scene when, like... The coroner is like having his like weird mental gasm with the heart and like before he like fucking chows down on it <laughs> in my head 
And this is totally like, I all I could hear was the heart saying in his brain, eat me. Like from fucking, <laughs> um, oh, what the fuck is the movie? Kung Pao. Oh, yeah. Eat <laughs> me. <laughs> and I was just like, no. Like every time he looks at it, if it just goes back, if you just dub that over the heart pumping, it's just like, eat me, eat me. And then just goes back to him. He's like, no. Oh. Okay. So parody the shit out. All right. So Michael B. Silver and Michelle Clooney, who played Luke and Deborah, the two from the camp. The camp, the campsite where they're yes, all and they're having a very fight. promiscuous uh, couple. The couple, yeah, uh, they were actually a couple in real life, but broke up shortly before being cast. This made for initial awkwardness when they had to spend Bro. hours stark naked and legit. Yeah, do you think they legit slipped it in on camera? Uh who knows? Without anybody <laughs> possibly seeing, they're like, "Well, we know the camera angles over here." Like by like the tenth time, they're like, "Yo," like you think he's just like, "Yo, let me just try." <laughs> I don't know that I could. I don't know that I could get hard. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Camera crew there watching. If your woman was just riding you for six hours, there's a, yeah, at some know, point man. you're gonna get. You're, over you're it. popping a Woody. At some point you're getting over, homie, because you're just gonna be like, like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe you're a better man than me. Uh, <laughs> so, so this Chad also. So I know we talk, it says in our notes for Jay Hughley. So Jay Hughley did a final draft for Jason Goes to Hell. It was awful and impossible to understand. Cunningham was com- Cunningham was coming up against a deadline, as in New Line needed to see the script within a couple days, or else they'd have to cancel the project. So this is when he recruited Dean Laurie, who was, was at the time a friend of Adam Marcus's, and sat with him for four days to be like, you need to rewrite this. And do what you need to do with it, basically. Laurie stayed on as an ever-present sounding on board on set, but Cunningham also had, he had a bunch of other people rewrite this. But the reason why I talk about the Jay Hughley, Jay Hughley did the final, or did a a final pass. The reason why he actually did it, uh, Sean was trying to help his friend. He was not in good health, but he was about to lose his uh, benefits from the Writers Guild. So Mm. they said, Okay. Just oh. Keep your benefits and you know you'll be okay. What? You lagged out there for a second, but then you came Whoa. back, so you're good. That's weird. All right. So release yeah. So here uh released on August 13th, 1993, the day after my birthday. Jason Goes to Hell was ultimately grossed 15.9 million and improvement over part eight, which was 14.3. It was th- this made it the second lowest grossing Friday at 13th at that point, although 15.9 million was enough to make it the highest grossing horror film of 1993. Interesting. What? I mean, dude, 93. That was a rough year. Yeah, I'm trying to, th- I can't think specific horror wise because, like, anything I think 93, dude, it's instant Jurassic Park. Like, that's the only thing that comes to my head for 93 movies. Yeah. Maybe Ace Ventura, but I feel like that was 94. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll get a couple more in here. Yeah. Just a couple. What more. else you got, buddy? So, um, Tony Todd auditioned for the role of Creighton Duke, but lost out to Stephen Williams. Really? Although I'd be very curious, though, mm. only because he—he, he, I think he could do it. 
but it would be very hard now since we've gotten Stephen Williams. 93 was not a good year for horror. Stephen Williams was, when did X-Files start? Was that 93 or 92? Uh, Probably. Probably 92. It sounds like it would be 92. Because he's in X-Files and he plays X, but I can't remember if he's even in. I don't think he's in until season two, but I don't. 93 of September 93. Okay. So, after, so after. okay. So yeah. Okay. So he doesn't even have X-Files fan at this. Okay. Hmm. Because that's what I was going to kind of give him maybe the leg up on, but I don't know. Maybe they just thought his acting chops were a little bit more solid. Probably. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to disdain on Mr. Tony Todd by any means on that. You know what I mean? I'm just, he might've been a little bit more like callous and like grizzly, which we would personally love, but maybe that's not what they were trying to go for with that character. I don't know. That's, that's fair. But. Okay. So we got a couple more little good ones here. I like this fact because nobody at the time did this. Jason Goes to Hell was released on VHS in both R-rated and unrated versions and on DVD with both the R-rated and unrated film on the same disc. And also a separate, yeah. The unrated version being three minutes longer, which is where you get all the blood and guts. Wait, you said on VHS? So they came with double, like uh, the double decker styles? No. When the movie came out, you had to order order two copies. You had to order two copies or four copies of the same movie in two different cuts. In other words, it was much more money because you could get the theatrical, which was the, you know, the rated, the unrated, you have to order two copies of that. So you need four, you need four, you need four different things for that. Hmm. So this was the first Friday 13th film released uncut in North America. The original was released uncut in the U.S. on the deluxe DVD in 2009. Uncircumcised. All right. Yeah. This one, I I don't know where he found this, but I would love to hear this story. Toby Hooper was originally considered to direct. Really? I want to know when that happened. Here's one. Hooper, Friday 13th. Adam Marcus, if you see this, uh, message any one of us. I want to know if this is a true thing because... That's just very interesting right off the bat. I mean, like, like I'm glad Adam got the gig because obviously oh, yes. it, it, it helped him out. But, man, that's just what to think of a Toby Hooper fucking Friday 13th. Right. I mean, not there's no one else who could have done this movie better than Adam. You right? almost wonder, and you almost wonder if they had that name on there, they would have gave it some more budget. Maybe. But they had Sean on there, so why not give it more then? Because he's not doing it. He's EP. He's like probably the True. one who's giving the money, and he don't want to fucking do but, it. But I mean, Adam directed this movie flawlessly. But I'm so curious if that was really a thing. Mm. All right, here's uh here's one. This is a go. Adam Marcus has revealed that originally intended for the film's male protagonist Stephen Freeman to be Tommy Jarvis but could not include him because New Line did not own the rights to the Tommy character at the time, and was so he was forced to make a new character. You know what? Now that you say that, I do... I could see that kind of being a Jarvis character yeah. very easily. Like, he doesn't necessarily look him, but just some of the mannerisms and... Especially, like, if he found out he had a Tom kid Ford. and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Oh, dude, I would, I would hope. If that if if they were going to be able to carry, continue that character, you know, go with that guy. But 
That's, huh. That's, okay, wait. Now, you mentioned earlier in the episode that he carried over, or at least he was in Friday the series 13th. at one point. Mm-hmm. Was he the same character, or was he a completely different character? Completely you different. Know? No, different character. Different character just happened to be acting in it. Okay. Yeah. Damn. I was really hoping, because I'm like, I know that series really didn't have anything to do with Friday the 13th. No, which, it was like X-Files. No, it wasn't. Don't even fucking say it was. No, X-Files it was like a shitty version better. of X-Files. Dude, it was like the Outer Limits, but shittier than that. Whoa, whoa I like the Outer Limits. <sighs> I like the intro to the Outer Limits. It used to creep me out as a kid. But I didn't like all the stories so much. I <laughs> like Tales from the Dark Side. Okay, here, dark here's side. here's a good one, and I'll get one more, and then we'll, we'll move forward. So Sean S. Cuntingham... <laughs> Said to Adam Marcus, not only to get the damn hockey mask out of the movie, but to also not choose not to pick up after Friday the 13th Part 8. Instead, choosing to ignore all sequels and follow after the original, <laughs> but to use bits and pieces of the sequels. Okay. Makes sense. Hmm. Which I think, I mean, if, if I'm honest, if it was going to say pick up after a sequel... Make it part four because it would kind of match up. He'd, let's just say he's dead for a bit after part four. Let's just say to some sort of degree. Then it would make a little more sense as to he's not buried and rotting in the ground and comes out like the way he does. I think I personally would have picked if me. I would have picked it up after six. I would have retconned. I, I would have retconned seven because I'm like, no, we're not bringing psychic people into this shit. Um. But retcon it was six, and then that way you could still have Tommy's character somehow into it, whether it gets killed off, mm-hmm. so he's not there, and you do a Halloween four, and you have some new character with their bloodline or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Well, see, that was actually there was a okay. So here's my fact. One more, we're done. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, Adam Marcus did a, a three day treatment that he bought to Sean Cunningham, and in that treatment, it was supposed to pick up after part seven, actually. Where okay. J- Jason's in the lake. Elias goes and picks Jason up out of the lake. Oh, we're going dad. Okay. No, no, no. Ooh. He made him his brother. That's where it was supposed to be. Oh. Jason had a brother. It was Elias. Okay. It wasn't supposed to be a father. It, I right, know people right. say that comes from that part six uh, novel that came out, but he, I have no, no idea where it came from. I yeah, just always well, heard yeah, it. Yeah, but uh-huh. but I read it in the Pamela comic. Yeah, because that's but, the um, only reason I Adam know said it. no. I made him his brother, not his father. But anyway, he goes and gets Jason. They have a big fight. That's where Elias gets Jason's heart, eats it, becomes Jason. But since Elias is so weak as a character, he has to keep moving. That's where the body hopping came in. That's where all of this backstory of family came in. So he was trying to make it where it was the brother thing, which would have made it, I think, better than knowing. That might have been a different. That might have been a different gimmick, but I don't, I don't dislike it. It's just I don't either. Like I feel like I, I would need to see a real like sussed out version of it and be like, okay. And by the way, so a lot of that information that I got there, uh, Adam did an interview. I forget. I, I listened to it on YouTube. I will find that real quick and give the guy a shout out because he interviewed him. Mm-hmm. when we're done but that yeah so that's where i found that out and then one more the three issue comic comic adaptation of the jason goes to hell final friday was written by andy mangles 
and published by Topps Comics. As yeah, the, comics, the comics are based on the original shooting script of the film. Elements that were left out are used in those uh, comics. That'd be fun to read those. I have them. Oh, they're yeah. so much fun to read. Nice, dude. Chad, Bobby is uh, house-sitting for his brother right now. He's pet-sitting. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. It's the pod boss. Oh, no. Do we have video? Or is he just an ominous voice? Know. Ominous voice. Ominous hey! voice. Hey! Howdy, boss. Uh, Just get home from work? Yeah, I did. Yeah, buddy. All righty. Okay, Anything real, else, Bobby? Uh, no, but I'll give the credit where the credit is. The interview that was conducted with Adam for the stuff that I just talked about and a lot of the other stuff in this was mm-hmm. from Midnight's Edge on YouTube. So anybody listening, go give them a shout out. Check out that interview as well. Word, word. All righty. Right so I don't even know if I need to ask this first question because I feel like we probably all watched it on the same thing. But what format did you watch this on, boys? <laughs> the Blu-ray. <laughs> unrated Blu-ray. I watched the rated, unrated Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> but still, nonetheless, good time. Uh, who's the douche of our film here? I say um, Stephen Culp because he was a complete dick to his... Uh, the fucking... Wait, what? Scoobs, you, you you blocked out there. I fucking Yeah. Uh-oh, Scoobs is lagging. What do we got? Oh no. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? We lost you again, Scoobs. You're back, I think. I'm gonna refresh. All right. <laughs> I say Stephen Culp because he was a complete dick. Uh I mean, I can't think of anyone else. Was that the older cop? No, that was the guy who was dating Jessica. Who? Oh, the show host. Yeah, we see in the Voorhees house. He's like, "Oh, I went and stole her mom's body and went home and fucked her daughter." Like, really? Yeah. You know what? No. Yeah, that's uh, that that dude definitely takes the cake for this movie. That is. That's what I was saying when you first when I froze that he was the douche. Yeah. 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 Just that line right there. That's all you had. (laughs) That was such a terrible like. Wow, asshole. All right. Uh, Favorite kill, and we have a lot of them. I mean, everybody can tent say one. tent. Tent's an easy go-to with this. That is the easiest one, but, but I feel like that's but I don't want to hear that. I want to hear something else from you guys. I know yeah. something. I'm going. My with favorite the kill. kill was the Jason blow-up. You know, actually, uh, one that doesn't get enough credit—the arm snap of the the chubbier dude. Wade? Oh, Ward's Wade, death. Ward's Ward's death. Yeah. Ward, sorry. Nah, you know something? Oh. I'm going with Deputy Josh, man. He fucking melted like a motherfucker. And I still think that's one of the grossest body melts. The melting was nasty, but I actually think I'm going to go with the other, uh, his buddy there who got the neck chop. Oh, um, he got killed by, he killed by his own friend. And I still kind of consider it part of the death, but that's when you get to see Demon Jason fucking coming oh, out. Oh, uh, Randy. Neck. Yeah, when he, he slices his neck open. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Because just like when it starts coming out of the neck, you just have that like, ew, what is that? Bear <laughs> hug. Cool. I, I like it when he kills what's-her-name in the diner. Joey B? Yeah. Oh, with the fucking elbow oh, to the face. Yeah. The elbow to the face. Okay, so out of, those elbow. Two, out of those two with the husband and her, okay. what, what would be worse, the fryer or the fryer. elbow? Because I'm thinking fryer. Fryer, 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 fryer would be bad because... You're going to be trying to like gasp for air. Yeah, that's not like instant death. You know what I mean? Like, that's just like, oh, I get drowning in fire. Like, that's all that is. Like, the opposite in Jason X with the fucking nitrogen. Oh, the cryogenic. Yeah. (laughs) That was like instantaneous almost. You're like, all right, that's good. Whatever. But no, I like the elbow. I don't, it's, it's simple. 
and it's not about that boring, but her face is all fucked up. Well, I just yeah, fucking yeah. love it. It's also a great kill because she's just cursing him off, and all of a sudden, instantly, it's like, well, yeah, that's it. A lot <sighs> of cool deaths happen off screen in this movie, and <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh. That's true too. That we only see the up. aftermath, you know, like uh, when yeah. they show all the dead security guards and the stuff. security guards. Rest in peace, Kate Which, <laughs> which if this was an on TV show. There's no way they're fucking yeah. showing dead bodies unless, like that. Unless no. it was a fucking on the Spanish channel because they well, don't I give didn't a have that, Steve. Fuck. I'm just saying, growing up as a kid watching the Spanish channel, I saw fucked up shit. Really? They would show dead bodies of like fucking shootouts and shit that happened in Mexico. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm six. Why am I watching this, Grandma? Why wow. the fuck am I watching this? Was this the news? Yeah. Damn, man. You guys run way more hardcore. <laughs> Telemundo. Telemundo's hardcore, bro. Fucking A, bro, I guess. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. All right. Best scene, homies. Oh, God. That's a hard one, actually. You know what I kind of... I think it's in the unrated version, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's actually... Isn't the original diner scene with uh, Creighton there, isn't that more extended where you get like... Almost oh, like you're talking about the one shot? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Dude, uh, I I love, love that, that because it's such like a crazy establishing well, shot for Adam all the wanted characters. To, Adam wanted a way to introduce all the characters all at once. Yeah, and it's and perfect. That was yeah his way to do it, but but it's not in the full film, right? Uh, because it's a very long sequence. But yeah, it is. if you pay attention, <laughs> it had to take a, a really good camera operator to pull that off because Dude. you're moving throughout that diner. And that diner is actually a car dealership converted to a diner. That's why it looks very yeah. Cool. So, and then, like, how many characters are you literally meeting in that? Every pan? single like you person are... that is in the story at that point. Yeah. So you're yeah. like a solid 15 people. Yeah. Yeah. In like one solid two minute potential yeah. pan. And and behind that car dealership is where they blew up Jason. <laughs> oh, nice. Did you yeah, guys I think... uh, talk about the diner shootout yet and why Adam, why it's slow mo? No, no, we did not. Oh, uh, so Adam was really big into John Woo, and I think he even went to a John Woo premiere around this time. So if you guys ever watched a John Woo film, the whole fucking film, like there's a action sequences that turn slow-mo out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. So he literally picked that right up from uh, Chinese action films. No shit. Time. Right yeah. on. Hong Kong cinema. Yep. Nice. Um, so favorite sequence, boy. yeah. What do you got for best scene, boys? I don't know. The ending when Jason's getting pulled into hell only after he knocks over the bird's uh jungle gym, <laughs> which by the way weighed close to over 500 pounds and it took a sea of 10 guys to do it. Kane Hodder comes over and tips it over by himself. It was the actual uh jungle gym used in Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, that's why there was a bird welded on the top. Yeah, we we I threw that in there. I just like that Steven was like stuck at the bottom of it. And Adam like, even interviewed Tippy Hedren for one of the roles and she he had to tell her no. Fair hmm. enough. Yeah. All right, if if I'm picking a sequence, not just because I'm a Jason fan, but I love it when he fucking comes up through the floorboards and he just Okay, so his so, resurrection. He just looks so pissed off. I'm like, yeah, that's a pissed off man. Scene. Dude, and he's got a hell He's got He's got that part seven through the window vertical leap yeah, lead going yeah. on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's a pissed off man. I would have been like, you know something? Fuck you guys. I'm you could put heavy guitars behind that scene and it just gets cooler. <laughs> yeah. You know why he was able to jump that well is because he oh, took yeah. his shirt in first before his he shirt was it. tucked and in. Yep. More aerodynamic. Yep. Yep. Didn't hold him down. 
I'm going to go the cameo at the end. Ooh. You know, we didn't even really talk about that at all this fucking episode. No, we actually did not. That would be Um, fun. So I've sourced uh, where that glove came from uh, through interviews and stuff. I don't think we've ever talked about this in a public place before of where that glove is or where it came from. So as you guys know, I'm part of the Nightmare on Elm Street community and the new line Friday the 13th movies. I'm close to the people who've done both of those. So I asked around. I was like, where the glove come from? And I asked Mick and I asked Nick and then I asked other people (laughs) and then they were like, get in touch with uh, this prop guy. So emails got sent. I asked favors and to make a long story short, apparently it was a nightmare on Elm street five prototype glove that was given to Bob Shea at some point that was left into his office. So when Adam approached him with the idea he was handed that glove. So the reason the glove falls apart during that take. So if you slow the scene down, the glove literally mm-hmm, yeah. comes apart as it's pulling down is because it was a literal prototype for a nightmare on Elm street five. Nice. No shit. Actually. Yeah. Now that I think about it, you go back, the markings aren't exact, but they're very alive markings. Like they are in part five. Yeah. That makes a whole lot more sense now. That's cool. Uh. I, I never noticed it personally falling. That out. <laughs> I didn't personally notice it falling apart, but now I kind of want to like slow yeah, it down. If you, if you even, you don't even have to slow it down. It's on. Oh, if, you look, if, if, if you look, the ring knife is just, it's like totally gone before he pulls it into the ground. Oh, no shit. <laughs> Word. Alrighty. Um, okay. Worst moment or scene. Uh, Honestly, the one that was cut out from the apartment. Of the boyfriend. Oh, that, yeah, that was Vicky's uh, boy. That was the one I told you guys was cut. His her boyfriend got killed. That scene okay. is not necessary, but it's also a very well done scene, and I think it could have been in there. Uh, it's it's cool. <laughs> hmm. Where's hmm. the moment or scene? Ah. Uh... That's the worst thing about this movie is that it was cut. Honestly, <laughs> like I, I think my biggest it's I know it's a stupid disdain, but I feel like I just didn't like the credits intersect in the beginning. I either wish like we just got some quick credits or no credits. Mm-hmm. Um they just felt a little cheesy. It feels with the like time. a twenty-three-year-old was going really hard and trying to make something. Hey, cool. listen, I give credit where credit is due, man. Because you know what? As a thirty-eight-year-old, there's no way I could fucking pull this off. So the fact yeah. that a twenty-three-year-old did, by all means, dude. But no, I feel like that was just because, like, like I said earlier, if you've never watched it and you're going into watching it, uh-huh. the credits definitely, I feel, kind of dated instantaneously yeah the credits definitely too but at the same time just to counter out that counteract that exact point it's a slice of early 90s nostalgia and it's oh it's full out too yeah yeah like worst moment for me is the fact that the towel did not fall off while she was running (laughs) that's oh i can't wait till you guys see the documentary the towel (laughs) oh that's good i'm well we're gonna mention it at the end don't call it a comeback people (laughs) um okay so if i had to pick a moment it's not even a moment it's literally a snippet when when jason is fighting stephen freeman um okay what, 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 no, 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 no. Why do you, why take, just the, why do you take the rake handle and, and just beat him? Dude, like, go coming. after him and like start trying to 
pluck his eyeballs out or something. That's he was just fucking with him at that. But, but here's the dude. thing: nobody uses the J uses a rake at a convention. Bobby, we know what you need to do. <laughs> well, I, I, I do well, now, wait a I do have something on. Well, it'll be to me in November. You need a breakable we'll, rake. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens because I have rake. something coming in November. That's uh, that is Jason goes to hell, basically. So we'll see. There you go. That's true. I have never seen a uh, a rake accompany a, <laughs> a con. Jason cosplayer yet. That would be a first. No, I'm just gonna come in, not even with the rake. I'm gonna come in with the fucking handle and just walk around, and start beating people. She has the broomstick and just start beating shit out of people. <laughs> a foam replica oh, jungle before? gym. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, can't. Yeah, Jesus. Christ. But yeah, if I had to pick a moment where it's like, really, that's what you picked. That, I mean. The fact oh, that he uh, murdered everybody was such like ease decision throughout it, but he was definitely fucking with him. Well, at the well end. my other my other problem is is that guy got up way too easily from getting smacked in the face with a fucking shovel. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would. Be There's no way. No way. Oh man, especially with hotter behind that fucking shit, like yeah. primed hotter. Um. All right. Opening scene. Hook you in. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. It was like Steve said earlier, it was literally a perfect montage of every like what cheese, but perfect Friday the 13th moment. Little moment. So yeah. Great job. Now clean this shit up. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that's easy enough. Most attractive character. The girl in the beginning. My towel. Ari Keegan. <laughs> I kind of like the going. redhead. I'm not. I can't remember. Ooh, Vicky, her name. Vicky, yeah. Vicky, yeah. She's yeah, kind of cute. Vicky, yeah. Okay. Huh? Oh wait, no, no, no. The girl from the campsite, not the one who's getting it. The one, the the taller one. Oh, oh the yeah. one that's by herself. Yeah, the one who tries to get Stephen Freeman to go with her, and he's just like, "I'm meeting someone," and I'm in my head. I'm like, "Bro, no offense, your ex can go away for right now, dude." You're not even with her. That's Listen, if there wasn't a baby, you know that man would have been there at that campsite. But did you mention that the people in the tent banging were exes? Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. And I also, but I asked the question. I'm like, do you think during all the takes that if there was an accidental to the slip? In? More interview with Michael Silver. I get him to talk about his wiener. So. Does he slip it in? <laughs> Did oh, he, he slip it in by it. accident? <laughs> There's no way you can't, dude. It's just <laughs> like it's. It would happen. Even if you didn't mean to, I feel like just natural body reaction at some point is going to be like, hello. Whoops. But I've uh, been here shit. before. Yeah, right. What's up, Mel? Um, oh, hi, honey. <laughs> hi, Mel. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, did everybody get most attractive character? I think everybody yes. did. Did the score set the mood? Yeah, it is. It's, it's incredibly it's, underrated. It's yeah. the, I, I will mm-hmm. say it's at least a top three. From the weird into the kids shit show. To- from the weird kids toys noises to the uh the banging on the metal gate. What gets better than the Manfredini score here? Um leading to that would be best song. This one didn't was there a song? This, there I can't even remember one. No, there wasn't an actual like if we're saying song song, there was no actual song. But right. if I had to pick so, uh, a piece of the soundtrack, that again would tell me to be like, I gotta listen to that whole thing again, and I'm just gonna tell you the whole soundtrack. So that's what I'm gonna say. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't I don't recall a song, like a no, specific song. No. All right, well, fuck that. We'll throw that one in the trash. Just didn't have the budget for that. <laughs> Favorite no. character. Duke, man. Duke. Uh, yeah, Creighton Duke. Uh, Quinn Hansland. 
Who? Quint on land, Creighton Duke. Yeah. <laughs> now, see, I do love Duke, but Rusty Schwimmer. All right, I was gonna say Rusty Schwimmer. She was, was just that woman of just like I don't really give a fuck what you're doing here. Shut up and do what you're gonna do, and I'm gonna put a gun to your head right now. Well, I think Brody is on that same train with you there, Bob, because he would definitely. <laughs> well, I don't know if I would do that, but I know Brody would. <laughs> Listen, man, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes a guy likes a dummy mommy. She's dude. a she wonderful lady. I love the interview uh, you did with her, dude. Back. It was great. Yeah. And Go people really and don't have, remember her from Candyman. She's the one who has Virginia Madsen pick up her boobies. Oh, yes, she is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember her from Twist, Twister and the Perfect yes. Storm. That's where I knew her from. Twister, yes. I don't think I've ever seen Perfect Storm. So, oh, you need to. It's the good one. Is that right. the fishing boat one? Yeah. yeah, with the big wave on the front. The VHS cover had the little yeah. Boat there you the go. Wave. The little boat, and the big wave. <laughs> That's what she said. Somehow, I sadly remember that. Um. Okay, so was it scary? No. Very, very, very yes. scary. When I was little, it scared the fuck out of me. I actually okay. So here's how it scared me as a kid. I rented it. Had no idea at the time that it was going to be the way it was. I wrote a note saying to my dad, "Please take this back to the store." I fucking scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and my mom's like, "No, you have to deal with it." I went and watched it again. And I said, "Thank you." Unfortunately, when I saw this one, I was already in my teens, so I'm gonna have to say no. But maybe if I was a kid, yes. That's that's I but- was. I was probably 10 years old. So the movie yeah. was 10 years old at that point. I have a pretty wild story about mine, but it's in the documentary. You can watch it there. Oh, oh that's man. <laughs> nice. I do remember, though, and I don't know why there's such an avid memory. Maybe it is for you guys. Baby Bob, not so much. But I remember talking to kids the, that September going back to school after it came out and like all the kids that got to go see it in theaters and just like, you know, like little kid brain when like you hear stories and like what you imagine versus what you actually see. Oh yeah. Way yeah. far. Bro. So like kids are telling me Freddie comes out of the ground and all this shit. dude. <laughs> so in my head, I already have Freddie versus Jason going on, right? Like going into this movie. Yeah. Not even fucking close, bro. <laughs> Ah, oh, but dude, I still just remember like those avid bus talks and just being like, oh, yeah. all Um, all right. Does it hold up today? Absolutely. Yes. Right. This has the best acting and writing of the movies, in my opinion. Definitely better than part actually, eight. Yeah. It holds up better than part eight. And, and part seven, seven, actually. And part seven. And part seven. And part seven. I still love if, seven. If for part six part wasn't seven. so campy, I think part nine would be better than that but part six has such good campy moments because tom mclaughlin's a madman say i yes. do love six man six like six is see see here you no, were ahead, talking Tom. about the perfect jason movie earlier and i feel like that would it's be the six. one where i even would adam would say that his favorite movie is part six tom mclaughlin killed it part six is perfection <sighs> that's fine if it's not yours i to me it's just no, I no, like no, it but, but I, i'm just sticking with the statement there is no perfect, perfect. friday the 13th no, there's movie. still there something with wrong it. with every single one hey, oh, I yes. thought we we're talking about the perfect one you right now. you do not shit no. on caked up jason okay like that motherfucker <laughs> no <laughs> that boy is thick jason had some all cake. Day. he was thick that's right just he was very in the daytime just mm. all right <laughs> <laughs> Acting, I think we already said it was That's, yeah, it's a plus, a plus. Um, all righty, do 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 cinematography, boys. Oh, you, this movie is the Fuck. best lit of 
all of these movies. That the camera work, if you really analyze this to the other Friday Ooh, the thirteenth films, there's actually some effort here. Uh the cinematographer here, uh what's his name? Bill Dill. Bill Dill. Bill Dill. He is at, uh, I believe he was more of a mentor to Adam and he kind of really helped him a lot through this. And the guy's really a class act. And this movie is just has a level of professionalism that I just don't think that you see in the other Friday films. I don't know. Might be biased, but I say the best moment for cinematography though is in the end when they're in the Voorhees house. And if uh-huh. you look, it looks like there's water around the house. It's like ripples, waves on the water. Like when mm. water, when reflection hits water and you see the ripples. I, I, I love that. I didn't notice it. You, I can't say that if I did either. Um, but I did like when we get the reveal of the house and like the downward pan. So it looks just that much more ominous and big and just nasty. That house just looks like, that house looks like, shh, like, especially if this is where Pamela, like did the time, I'm like, that, that house looks like some shit went down in there. Fucking a Brody says part five is his favorite. Perfect one. All right. It's not Jason though. Sorry. It's all right. It doesn't have to be. Does <laughs> no, it? I, I'm just going by what everybody says. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Did we like the premise? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. If you like love the hidden, no. you'll love this movie. I, I've never watched The Hidden. That's why we're doing it next week. So uh, very I'm very interested. Just making I mean, fun of Adam because if you let any interview is like, I've never, I never watched the fucking Hidden before that. Did it make him ship with it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I liked. So I liked some of it. I didn't necessarily care for all of it, but this is my original viewing of it. Like I said, watching it again yesterday for the first time in a decade definitely enjoyed it more and maybe it's because we've been going down all eight so by the time you get to the ninth one you're like you know what a little it's different nice flavor something different yeah <laughs> yeah it may not necessarily like Shit's work the way i the want three. it but it's dude it's still better than fucking part eight man oh I, god I can't yes stand part eight so yeah for the most part i'm gonna say for sure because it was so different 15 and... minutes john that last 15 minutes wait in the of this of, one or of part, part eight? eight? No, <laughs> no. Fifteen minutes sucked. The worst. They're yeah. like, but we get Moh- we get Manhattan. That, you know what? That's why the SWAT team finally shows up in this. Because he was because in Manhattan. Everybody yeah. saw him. Everybody, everybody saw him in New York. Like, yep. Oh, that motherfucker does. Even exist. though part eight has nothing to do with this. <laughs> no. Yeah, we know. We know. But that's what we were just going. <laughs> All right. Um. And was the climax satisfying? Uh, yeah, legitimately said it what it was going to do. I mean, it, he did go to hell. He did go to hell. You know what? Not only that, but as a kid, when you see the Freddy go come up, dude, that's like the ultimate, just like, <gasps> yeah. I don't know that's if that's necessarily the climax. Easily climax, the coolest but... setup for what would happen in uh, 10 years later. <laughs> well, yeah, the right. fact also that the, that the fact that Adam had to go to court for that because they're like, hey. he came up with the idea and it's like, I got to go to court for this shit. Still, I enjoyed it. Uh, and I also enjoyed uh, weird de- demon Jason just uh, impregnating himself yeah. <laughs> into a dead corpse. Hey, that, that, that was, was actually uh, that was put in later because they cut out the big demon sequence. I mean, the big demon was cool too, but I don't know the fact that it was just <laughs> how was he gonna fit up in there? I don't know. Demon magic. <laughs> demon magic, baby. Have you ever heard of a genie in a bottle? Oh no. Alrighty, boys, let's uh. 
Oh no, we got to recycle, rewind, remake, or reboot. I'm just gonna rewind it. Rewind, and I would rewind. like to see. I would like to see him do it. The director's the cut. Fuck? If Warner Brothers gives him the go ahead one day. All right. And uh, NECA, if you listen to this, somehow get those rights done. We need an ultimate part nine, part eight, and both X's, please. Yes. All right, and let me pull up the calculator. Brody started off with a four and a half. Chad, Dad, if you're still in the chat, let us know what you're scoring. I asked him to give us a score. He said he was okay. jumping in the chat, and he never did. Well, we didn't ask him when he, he was actually in here. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, scuba, we got homie. I don't want to go first. All right. You're going Boss man, what do no, you got? 4.75. 4.75. All right. Bobby? Yeah, 4.5. I'm sticking 4. with Brody. 4.5, sticking with the Brody. Scoops? Four. Four. <laughs> Chad Daddy, 3.7. Thank you, Chad Daddy. And I'm going to go with 3.8. Divided by <laughs> six. Is a 4.2 for 1993's that is- Jason Goes to Hell. Jazz. Hey, man, I feel like that is a... Uh, between a bunch of us, that is a good combination of the Friday 13th community. Hey, some folks yeah. like tomatoes. And some folks don't like tomatoes. I'm like potatoes. <laughs> That's right. um, but that leads us into next week's episode, which we did already mention. But uh, we're going to be reviewing the same movie again. We're going to be talking about <laughs> Can we get Adam on for that one? <laughs> oh, my God. He's going to be like, why the hell are they having me on? You're like, you have to watch it to review it with us, though. Like, That's the stipulation. Nick did the production design on Hidden, I believe. Oh, oh nice. Ted White was in it, too. Chad Daddy. <laughs> That's a bit generous. <laughs> Chad, just be, you gave it a 3.7. That's higher than I thought you were going to do, my man. Yeah, that's uh, way higher than I thought Chad You know what? Chad didn't do. even show up. <laughs> he had family stuff. Chad was being the cheerleader. Uh, but real be. quick, since before we just go into like nerd news. <clears throat> so for everybody who doesn't know, which I'm sure you do, there is a documentary coming out about this called The Hearts of Darkness. And is that going to be coming out later this year, uh, TJ, or next year? So there's talks with people going on right now, which might delay it because there's – I can't say things. Uh, but the score's done. The movie's done. Uh, and if the score's not done, it's damn near almost being done. So, and it's two hours long. Oh, that's so beautiful. I just so want to hear it. No, I, maybe it's three and the, and the, and the uh, extras are two hours. I want to hear. And I'm this sure. is all specifically about Jason Goes to Hell, correct? Yes, and the creation of it and everything that went on behind. Oh. There's There's quite the story that happened before you guys even understand, like, before, like, the cut you guys see. Like, there's a whole other movie. Well, I did. I did tell them about the treatment that Adam gave originally, and how it all started to change a little bit. Well, there's there's some really key things in there that's just going to really take people. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. Surprise! I'm ready uh, for right. it. Yes. Word, word. Uh, just let everybody know the hidden. You could pretty much it's not streaming anywhere for free right now, but you can pretty much rent it from anywhere. So if you're going to catch that for next week, um. Is there anything nerdy you boys got? I got nothing this week. I got John Claude Van Damme was announced for Mortal Kombat One. Fuck yeah, dude! He was announced that. That was a couple months. That was a couple months ago. They announced that when the game dropped, but they just dropped his trailer this week. Yes. 
Uh, yeah, he's a Johnny Cage skin, which your boy's going to be playing that shit Thursday night when that shit drops for sure. He uh, was the last big get from the Mortal Kombat guys. From the so, get. Well, yeah, because he was the one. He's the original. Yeah, he was the one that was started it all. They wanted a fucking John Van John Claude Van Damme game, couldn't get the licensing for it, so they made Mortal Kombat, created Johnny Cage, and then there's the fucking rest of history. Um, no, but they have a video of me fucking with him. Who's that? <laughs> oh my fucking god! To Brody. Respond. Oh, to Brody. I was like, wait, what are we talking about here? <laughs> Sean, Sean, oh, okay, let me put that. Yeah, thank you. Filmed by Corey Kaufman. Oh, Sean made a fuck, <laughs> but they probably won't put it in there. I hope they do, Brody. They should. I they hope better. they do. I hope they fucking do. Um, uh, yeah, I don't really have to. At least in the horror realm, there's not too much that's really none, none two's out right now. So and it was okay. Just, uh, <laughs> I'll say that you saw two skews. Okay, you didn't like it. Once again, I'll say this about it. I don't care if I spoil it. You got the same conclusion told differently. And hey man, that does not absolutely. I enjoyed matter. the Pope's Exorcist way more than I did this fucking movie. Now that I heard was good. Okay, fair enough. Awesome. No uh, real big 4Ks or Blu-rays for the horror scene either. So nothing to yeah, really I say. I don't. I didn't see anything pop up in the last week, but no, nothing. Alrighty. Well, I guess we'll fucking uh, cap this bitch up once again. Next week is going to be the hidden. So catch that shit out. And uh, 1987 to be more specific. But uh, yeah, boss man, thank you for uh, popping in, dude. I was yes, hoping that you guys were still going after work. Yeah, uh, we started a little late today, so that actually worked out. Well, we started well. late, and I I also had some just things. Just I'm like, gotta bring it up, gotta bring this up. This has gotta get in there. Bob was boiling at the beginning, dude. When yeah. Steve, he was just letting Steve and I go. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just gonna you let know, you guys even go if you don't like bit. this movie, it there's just everything about it is just interesting, and the backstory just. It's, it's, it's. I the, will say, I feel like, and like you, I don't think you were here at the moment when I said it, but like, first of all, being on this show, dude, for the years I have, it's it's changed the way I even watch mm-hmm. movies in the regular, even if I don't want it to. <laughs> but yeah, dude, like I definitely had way more of appreciation this time around watching it. It's been a decade since I watched this, and I used to have the older mentality of like, ah, I want to watch Jason. This isn't fucking Jason. But now. I'm watching it as an actual just horror movie, and I'm like, you know what? These characters are memorable. This acting is awesome. It's well shot, and these people knew what they were doing. It is a severe time capsule of 93, and I say that in the best way possible, the most respectful. That opening, Uh, even with just like the car and everything, it just feels like 90s. (laughs) Everything, the clothes. He looks like like our main character looks... Like he should be like George Costanza's good-looking brother. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> he looks like he never left high school. Yeah. Oh, I'm still sad we didn't get that full diner shot, dude. I loved that watching that mm-hmm. shit. Dude. That's why the director's cut needs to happen. Warner Brothers, listen, please. Fucking a. All righty. Well, boss man, do you want to start us off, man? With our sign-ups. Well, this has been the Pod Boss, T.J. Bowser. Catch me on Hypodermic Rabbit Hole and the TJ Bowser Power Hour whenever I start those shows again. Hopefully, it's very soon. Tomorrow's my first day as a professional content creator, so hopefully. Thank you. Hopefully, we'll be able to pump out content again here very soon. But until next time, see you later. Bye-bye. Fuck yeah. Scuba. As always, I'm your host with the ghost, the prince of the paranormal, the duke of the dead, the dean of the deceased, Lord Scuba Cabra, saying see you next week. 
This is your killing machine, Bobby Amon, saying I'll see you next week in my original location and be prepared for the hidden. See you next week, fuck nuts. Yeah. For the Chad Daddy, he said he's out, bros, and peace out, bitches. Uh, and I am your Fluffmaster Supreme, Big Johnny D, saying thank you once again, Gorehounds, for joining another awesome episode. We got one more Friday 13th and us maybe two this year. I don't know if we actually put the reboot on the list yet. That's still discussion. But we at least got one more uh, one more solid of Jason X next month. Spooky month, man. We're getting down to it, boys. Yeah, buddy. Thank Fucking God. Operations are going up next weekend, man. And it, which is sad because I'm actually way behind. My sister and brother-in-law is already up and full out. It's like, damn, dude. But uh, y'all catch the hidden. Join us next week. Thank you once again for joining us. Uh, we love you and appreciate you. And uh, oh, yeah. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Penis you can oil. have pickle, but you can't have angry pickle. Dill pickle penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs>